Jacksonville, where no one sleeps deeply. The pillows are bad and the sheets are made cheaply. But there is one family in the Sleepyville town that uses my pillow for the best sleep around. My pillows are adjustable for proper alignment, and the Giza sheets breathe so they feel no confinement. So order my pillow for great sleep refinement. Why are they so chipper? Their co-workers wondered. So much energy and zest, like they've had the best slumber. And when they peeked in the window, the secret was clear. My pillow sheets, pillows, and mattress toppers appeared. My pillow is breathable and lasts more than 10 years. It's washable and dryable and was manufactured right here. Giza cotton is what makes the softest of sheets, and the mattress topper helps support pressure points for deep, dreamy sleep. So click the link below to stop counting sheep. We want my pillow! The citizens of Sleepyville cried, but they didn't realize the family had a surprise inside. They were all given a my pillow to keep. We spent a third of our life snoozing, so let's make it quality sleep. I got towels too. And mine are blue. So welcome to my pillowville where everyone sleeps on the pillows that align and the softest of sheets. With the support of the mattress topper, the people snooze deep and wake up well rested and their deadlines they keep. So if your bed feels like rocks and your sheets feel like Brillo, you need better sleep, which means you need my pillow. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead, click the button. I'm tired of rhyming, so please click it and save me. Please, I can't rhyme anymore. Just click that link. Stop watching this and click the link to get the best sleep of your life. I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you.
Welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much better beloved half. Lynn. Hello, Patriots. Yeah, she's only half. The yes. Better, the much significantly better half. So either way, mm-hmm. uh, yes, that was kind of our kickoff to Memorial Day weekend. Uh, I feel like it's a song that should have been written about me, but it wasn't. Um, he what wrote it about his dad, hmm. and his dad was a Vietnam vet, and pretty much a badass. Yeah. From everything I've heard about him, everything I know about the man, pretty much a fucking badass. I mean, uh, like land of the free because of the brave. Yeah. Yeah. So it is Memorial Day weekend. It Remember, is. it's not about the living. It's about the dead, folks. Remember that something you want to you ask any you ask any veteran what annoys them the most is when people come up and say, well, thank you for your service on Memorial Day weekend. It's not about us, folks. It's about the ones that never came back. Just remember that. Just a public reminder, whatever you want to call it, a PSA, if you will. In five years, are we going to have a different Memorial Day for all the ones we've lost in this depopulation agenda? Ooh, yeah, good point, good point, good point. Hmm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, because we've lost so many of our heroes in these endless, countless wars for the last hundred years. But I fear we're going to lose as many people in the next two to three years as we lost in all of those wars combined. Yeah, but are we going to have... Um, oh, shit, Wix. You're kidding me. Your dad's one of the cho- frozen chosen, huh? Same here. 1st Battalion, 32nd Infantry Regiment. Ask your dad about 1st Battalion, 32nd Infantry Regiment. That's the unit you're talking about right there. I served in that unit as well. It's still on active duty right now. You can but let him know that not too. not in Korea. No, not in Korea. Yeah, no, Mick but- is not old enough to be in Korea. There's no well, adrenal. There is no adrenochrome in this house. Well, anywho, uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, hmm. yeah, it is a weekend. Um, Almost yeah, start of it. It is for some of you. Some of you probably already been off today. Yeah, uh, my ass was not. No, no. And, you know, the reason I, I, I hate to be so morbid right at the beginning, but it is it is kind of a morbid weekend. And we, we have a full house where we're babysitting for um, my goddaughters and uh, two little dogs right now um, because their parents, they're the biggest Yorkies I've ever seen. Like this one Yorkie has got to be like 20 pounds. I've never seen a Yorkie that big. Seriously, Gizmo, Gizmo's huge. Fucking puntable. <laughs> yeah. That's what little dogs mean to me. The, I can keep little, them very, little very, so very. That's okay. They're gonna stay in. in <laughs> they're gonna stay in the in the back bedroom, and it's fine. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, so no but bullshit. Their parents Hold are on. going Hold away on. to a memorial stop, for stop. for someone who who just recently died, and then um, I wow. had a killed story. himself. Yes, addiction killed him. Um, killed himself. Yeah, he did kill himself as. I would definitely count them amongst the depopulation agenda. Well, anyway, let, anyway, let me get to this story real quick. So let me tell you about small dogs in our house. It was, okay. this story is probably one of my favorites <laughs> back in the day. Um, I had in my first marriage, I had gotten a Siberian Husky purebred Siberian Husky. Um, he was beautiful. I always loved wolves and the closest wolf, that you could get close to, like you could actually have as a pet, is about a husky. They have about the same hair content. Um, 
that a wolf does and they shed it all the fucking time. If I had known that about him, I probably wouldn't have forgotten because literally I, we still find hair to, to today. Seriously. It still exists. Even after we've moved on stuff. I mean, we've moved, <laughs> I've moved him three times now and everybody that held on to him found hair everywhere. Yeah. So long story short, um, we had him and we had a German shepherd. I just got home. Um, I got the German shepherd after him because he needed somebody to play with. He was bored. Uh, he's starting to chew holes in walls and they're ferociously smart folks. Don't think that Huskies are dumb. They're the smartest dogs out there. I swear to God, he could open doors with his paws. He was amazing. Okay. Our dogs right now open the porch door all the time. Even when I have it fully closed, clothed, closed, but anyway, closed? um, yeah. So I'm sitting there one day I got home and, uh, my the, cousin was living with yes, us. Yes. And there's this other dog and it was a Scottish Terrier. Now don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm not giving no shit to the Scottish Terriers because they're actually some badasses. If you actually let a Scottish Terrier do what it has to do, they will kill every fucking mole in your yard. <laughs> True story. And it was fucking outstanding yep. because this Terrier go up there, tear up the lawn, find a fucking mole, throw it in the air so that the fucking Husky would grab it right out of midair, break its neck and land on the ground. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? You guys have a whole system worked out here. This is actually really badass. So I'm sitting there one day and I'm, I'm laying there in this, uh, I was, we still had, uh, one of Vanessa's old dogs too at the time. And I'm laying there on the couch and I'm, it, it's hotter than balls outside. I'm sitting there watching TV and I just hear this. That would be Casey. Casey was a Springer Spaniel and he was like a 80 pound Springer Spaniel. He was gigantic. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? So I get up and I go sneaking around the corner and all three of the dogs. So if you can imagine like basically a galley kitchen. Yep. And coming right up, button up right up to a hallway. One dog's on one side of the doorway. The other one of my dogs is on one side of the doorway. Uh, Casey was on the other side of the doorway. And then the other dog was in the kitchen. They were tossing the little Scottish Terrier to each other in the, they were catching them in the mouth, tossing them to the next one. <laughs> and she's loving it. And I'm sitting there going, are you fucking kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> you know, that's the name of the episode. Yes. Well. <laughs> I had to say freaking instead of fucking because pod beam won't let me cuss. On well, I am going to still cuss. I give a shit. Like. So and they were literally throwing the dog backwards, uh, back and forth. And it was, it was killing me. It made me laugh so hard. I was like, may all four of those dogs rest in peace. Yes. Because they, they have deserve. all passed on now. Um, but anyway, so uh, we're babysitting this weekend because, our friends are going to memorial service and then another friend of yours just died from brain cancer. Yeah. Um, that story actually came through on, in my newsfeed as well. Um, he was with, uh, first with Savannah Chatham police and then with Savannah PD when they split, um, Jake Gilland. And, uh, yeah, he, Good friend of mine. he had, uh, he had cancer. He was in remission, I assume, but don't know that he had to get jabbed. I know he had to get jabbed for his job. Um, assuming he got jabbed, his brain cancer returned and he is no longer with us. Yeah. So may he rest in peace as well. Um, a lot of that going around these days. There is a lot, a lot of that, of that going, going around. around these days. A lot. And it's not, it's, it's only going to get worse folks. So, you know, be prepared. Um, I, actually, I, I heard a, uh, if you guys are looking for a new career and this might be a little morbid and cold, but uh, I'm going to say it anyway, I heard that real big, like one of the big places that is looking for like as much help as they can, they can get is, uh, 
fucking mortuaries and funeral homes. Um, yeah. They are begging people. They're offering they're, they're, like a ridiculous wage to go work there. And if you are, you know, you used to do like old people would do funeral prep in advance. Yep. Right. And they would go and they would pick out a coffin and they would buy a plot and they would, you know, they, they'd set, get everything set up in advance. Um, from what I understand, funeral homes are no longer taking advance appointments because they're so packed full. Yeah. That they're we don't they don't have time, like so. Uh, sorry, your family dying. Do, look, do it online. Your family's gonna have to. I know that sounds even funnier, but yeah, they're dying for looking for people. I mean, they're dying to get people. <laughs> it's just a horrible way to are put you it. Are kidding me? Well, what other way are you gonna put it? I mean, they really are. Uh, it's it just like holy shit. <sighs> but okay. uh, wow. go figure. It's like one of those maybe I'll recession proof. Go, maybe jobs. I'll go work at the funeral home. There you go. Hmm. No, you'd paint like dicks on people's foreheads. No, I would do the same thing I do. No, I wouldn't. Come on. I can be empathetic and nice to people. I can cry on demand. This is true. <laughs> it took him years to figure that shit out. Wix fixing, good for you. She left her job in the healthcare field and now she needs a job. Um, but there's honestly plenty of them to go around. They really are. If you don't mind, you know, completely changing your career and and kind of Starting from the bottom up, even now the bottom pays what, you know, a, a mid-level manager job used to pay. So 15 bucks an hour. Yeah. No shit. Per so, um, it, Tara said, just bury me under a tree. Uh, you know what? Mick has already made, we made his funeral arrangements. Uh, honestly, I have made Mick's funeral arrangements so many freaking times now. I've had to change his pallbearers out because they keep dying before he has. Right. So like they, I mean, I literally, I, I set up his funeral, what fucking 10, 12 years ago. Um, thinking you were going to be dead in two to three years. <laughs> Leo Slayer. They used to take advanced appointments for funerals. Guess you have to be suicidal to take advantage of that program. Uh, no, but you know, they were actually sell it to old people for, yeah, it was for an actual a long deal. time. Yeah. You know, like you, you do it in advance and that way you don't have to burden your children when they're, you know, dealing with the grief of losing a, a parent or whatever and so everything's you, already yeah. set up you got a coffin picked yeah, out you you're going, like yeah it's that's all good it. yeah um and it was like a 20 percent discount if you did it in advance so um i heard crazy like people that had cancer or knew that they were you know terminally ill or or they were just really fucking old yeah yeah so anyway um yeah <laughs> cry on demand that's better than amber heard i you know what we have not discussed amber heard and johnny zepp at all and there's a reason for, for that. damn good reason and sorry sweetheart we're not about to start now. Nope. <laughs> i really can't stand either of them so i mean i do well i like i like johnny depp's movies but that's that's it well they're um, they're really smart texas patriot i swear to god they're, they're huskies, some of the, they are the are incredibly smartest smart. animals i've ever seen almost as smart as my irish setter who is also an escape artist but she's had an upset stomach she's been throwing up for like almost she's finally seems to maybe be interested in eating dinner tonight so we'll see if she comes and visits in an hour and a half until texas patriot i had him i had killian uh, since he was this big he fit my hands his husky he used to sleep right on top of my head um, when he was just a puppy and he would sleep right on top of my head. He wouldn't sleep to the left. He wouldn't sleep to the right. Nope. Right on top of it. And, uh, like just a cat, just a, like, uh, I am talking the most loyal, 
the dog was just amazing. He loved the kids. Uh, we have a picture of, I think it was Connor. We brought Connor home from the hospital. Yeah. We put Connor in his crib and uh, we walked out of the room and the Huskies just got his paws up over and his head's in it. And he's like licking the baby and actually like looking at him, nuzzling with him he, and everything. He lived to be 18. And I swear it was because we had kids because at that point, and when Connor was born, he was probably, he was already pushing what, 10. Yeah. And, uh, he was eight. Yeah. He was eight when I got pregnant. Yeah. And, um, and he was kind of just getting a little lethargic and a little, you know, just a little bit older, slowing down a bit, not nearly as crazy as he had been. And then he felt that baby kick him in the head <laughs> and he put his head on my belly when I was like out to here and Connor kicked him straight in the head through my belly. And he was like, whoa, what was that? And that was it. Then he was like, he was like a puppy again. And then literally five years later, five years and one month later, we had our younger son and same thing. Like we literally thought he was, we were going to put him down. I mean, he wouldn't, he wouldn't go anywhere. He was just so he was done with life. He was so old at that point. And then he felt Liam kick him in the head. And again, back to being a puppy. And I went to bring him to the vet and he like jumped out of the car and put his feet down. And he said, Nope, not today. And the vet looked at him and said, he's not ready to go. And he stuck around with us for another year and a half, two years. Yep. He lived to be 18, that Husky. He was quite amazing. So. He was a, he was a old, old, old man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was a wonderful dog though. Great dog. Great dog. So, so, uh, I, yeah, we were on there. I was on with Justin because, uh, I heard old FBI Bob on there and I just, it, I had to call in because there was no way old Mr. FBI Bob and FBI Bob, if you're listening, big hello for FBI Bob. But first, most importantly for the Patriots, of course, that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. freedom. And the wolf pack, the beloved wolf pack. So, uh, well, hold hold on. I, I want to start out with uh, with a fun, crazy conspiracy theory story. Um, I, I know we're gonna about to get into the crazy, deep, dark conspiracy theory news because it's all you know planned and whatnot. But do you remember? And you probably don't remember, but I'm sure you guys remember. Uh, a couple, maybe six, seven weeks ago, um, I was talking about the. Ukrainian prophet that the old woman, her name was like Bobby Yaga or something like that. We Bobby Yaga is we're, not a we are making prophet. Fun, I, we were making fun of her name because it sounded like that, right? And she was this old woman and she claimed to see the future and she said that uh, in 2022 um, global warming, and I'm sure you remember this because I know this is a trigger for you, that climate change like the melting ice in Antarctica would release some super bacterial plague that would kill half the population. You remember that? Sure. He doesn't remember that. I'm sure someone in here remembers that. Anyway. What about it? Um, coming from the Brisbane Times. Superpower bacteria discovered in Antarctica. <laughs> 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 Fucking Baba Yaga's bad at back at it. Oh shit. Bacteria in Antarctica have been discovered with genes that give them natural antibiotic and antimicrobial resistance and have the potential to spread out of the polar regions, according to scientists in Chile. Andres Marcoletta, a researcher from the University of Chile who headed up the study published in 
the Science of the Total Environment Journal in March said that these superpowers, which evolved to resist extreme conditions, are contained in mobile DNA fragments that can easily be transferred to other bacteria. So literally, this bacteria infects other bacteria to then infect people. We know that the soils of the Antarctic Peninsula, one of the polar areas most impacted by melting ice, host a great diversity of bacteria, Marcoletta said, and that some of them constitute a potential source of ancestral genes that confer resistance to antibiotics. Scientists from the University of Chile collected several samples from the Antarctic Peninsula from 2017 to 2019. It's worth asking whether climate change could have an impact on the occurrence of infectious diseases, Margaletta said. In a possible scenario, these genes could leave this reservoir and promote the emergence and proliferation of infectious diseases. Researchers found that the Pseudomonas bacteria, one of the predominant bacteria groups in the Antarctic Peninsula, are not pathogenic but can be a source of resistance genes, which are not stopped by common disinfections such as copper, chlorine, or quaternary ammonia. However, the other kind of bacteria they research, uh, Polaromas bacteria, does have the potential to inactivate beta-lactam type antibiotics, which are essential for the treatment of different infections, said Marcoletta. That's from Reuters. Uh, it's a scary... Sc Isn't it, though? No. Well, no, it's not. You know what it is? Why is it for Antarctica this time? Because they don't <laughs> want to feed the fires of somebody else saying, that's from China. China. I'm wondering, though, how is it... If no one's allowed in Antarctica, really, how are they... I mean, I get I get it. They can go to, like, the outskirts and, and do a little He's bit talking of about the Germans, research, but... The Germans sent it to them. <laughs> I, they are from Chile, so South South America, uh, maybe they're Nazis. Nazis sent That could be. Yeah, believe That it. could be. Believe it. You know us. We go straight to Nazis on the conspiracy. Believe theory. it. Just call me McCarthy. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway. <laughs> that, that he was looking for communists, though. Um, kind of the same... Anyway, so wow. Before I even get into the shooting shit, because mm -hmm. this is still boggling the mind, because we had FBI Bob on listening to Justin earlier, so we we're probably got FBI Bob in here somewhere too, and he's probably listening to us too. But I don't give a fuck. Welcome, Bob. Yeah, welcome, Helms. Welcome. welcome. I I welcome. got the I got the monkeypox Wuhan leak. Thing. So I don't know if I can have the video though. What? It, okay, so if you started following today's timeline from the original time today's timeline because it's changed completely yes the whole thing if you start this morning at a little after 6 30 in the morning the original timeline still was standing strong uh this kid came in at about roughly noon uh noon time uh texas 11:30, uh, 11:32. Just okay. So mm -hmm. no, they didn't release that yet. They they told us. I literally morning, said it last night on the air. Okay, whatever. So 11:32 uh, in the morning in Texas, uh, guy comes in, shoots the place up, kills a bunch of kids. Ninety minutes after being inside the school, the first tactical assault team entered the school. So it would have been as according to that timeline at. The time we knew that was the third, uh, third time that he had been confronted by police. One off-duty stop. Border stop, Patrol stop, agent stop, constituted stop, a tactical stop, assault team. Stop. Just checking. Stop. Okay. So the problem with all of that is ninety minutes. Obviously, 
what the fuck do you mean it took you 90 minutes to get police together, grouped up, to go in? The original way that it was taught for an active shooter, if you were a police officer, was that you were to get your ass in there and engage the shooter. Engage the shooter, draw the attention away from the victims, and have him shoot at you. It's called your job. It literally is the fucking job. You are a designated bullet catcher at that point. You have body armor on. You have a form of defense. And you're the only one in that place who is still sane of rational mind, thought, and place. Person, place, and time. Um, however, we saw something different yesterday. And there's all sorts of all sorts of excuses concerning it. I've heard everything from, well, uh, we what do you think we want to get shot? We don't want to get shot. Uh, to oh, we have that. Yeah, I know. To we're gonna go in there, um, and you know, we're gonna try and confine him to one room. So instead of killing 600 kids, which apparently that was roughly the number of uh, students in that school, um, he's only going to definitely kill 30 and 30 of them are going to bleed out because nobody in that room knows anything about putting a tourniquet on anything. And nobody in that room knows anything about battlefield first aid. So that's an issue that can't be happening right now. So that is kind of the timeline that we were looking at was the 90 minutes. The 90 minutes is a bad thing. Uh, real bad to the point that when governor Abbott was finally told about it, I guess at some point this morning, um, the timeline shifted. I mean, like almost on cue, the fucking timeline shifted. All right. The timeline shifted and details emerged details. You say, well, the first detail that they dropped this morning at just a little after seven o'clock this morning, Eastern Standard Time, uh, they dropped this little hint this morning at seven o'clock here that, um, oh, yeah, by the way, there was no school resource office officer that engaged with this kid. <coughs> we had mm. heard conflict. We had heard before that there was and then there wasn't. We'd heard it had been defunded. Then there We'd was. Heard... No, no. I said that it sh if I were Governor Abbott, that's what I would say. Um, it, we never heard it was defunded. What we heard that there was, there wasn't, there was, and there was the video. And I don't give a shit what you say. You see the kid pick the gun up. He doesn't pull the trigger because he's holding it across his chest. And he looks directly at the dude, whatever's behind that part of the building that we can't see. But why else would you stop if you're walking up to a door? If you're going to stop, you're going to stop right there at the door. You're not going to fucking stop at the fucking point and look at this quote unquote school resource officer. If he was there, if he wasn't there. We've heard that he was there. We've heard that he wasn't there. According to the official story now, which, you know, I'm not going to trust that. According to that story, he was not there. They adjusted the timeline by some 33 minutes. And so we're sitting there watching this timeline adjust right in front of us, the two of us. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Is this that obvious? Do you not realize that it's that obvious? Yeah. I mean, maybe people we literally don't. called it. I mean, we literally called it yesterday. They're going to change the narrative. They're going to change the timeline to fit their narrative. This is what they always do. You have to trust 
the initial stories that come out because the ones that come from the local stations that are talking to people on the ground that are getting statements from cops right there tend to be the most accurate accurate ones before the mainstream media gets their hands on it and changes the entire narrative. And that's what we saw happen this morning. So the second fact that dropped this morning that I thought was interesting, that the the off-duty Border Patrol agent, who happens to be a member of the... Borst Bortac, which is their um, border patrol tactical special weapons and tactics basic team. Um, he was an off duty member. He was off getting his hair cut at a fucking barber shop just about a mile away. Uh, he got a phone call from his wife, who is a teacher in the school, and his daughter, who is a student at the school, and. The wife called and said, there's an active shooter. I love you and hung up the phone. He asked the, the fucking barbershop owner if he had a gun. The barbershop owner had a shotgun, gave him a shotgun. He had a service pistol on him. He went, jumped in his truck and hauled ass back to the school. Obviously, he wasn't read into the operation. That was not part of anything we were told yesterday. We were told we're, I just caught Fox news, not even 20 minutes ago, lying again, saying that the boar tack tactical team shot him. That's what they that, said this morning. That is not accurate. Or on the, in the press conference. That is not accurate. Yep. So, and this guy ended up saving his wife and his, his daughter. So good on him. And he also took a, a, a bullet off the dome. Um, uh, the, the, the woman that we talked about yesterday that got like that got ha- or arrested or detained for telling them to go in, like, go in, get get our kids. What are you doing? After they released her, she actually went around the back of the building, snuck in through the police cordon, um, got into the school and got her own kids out. So. Are you fucking kidding me? Then this morning, at a uh, little after 1130. Uh, Texas DPS, uh, this is Texas time, not our time, of course. Texas DPS officials admit uh, admits it was the wrong decision in the police respond uh, response to the Uvalde, Uvalde school shooting. Um, Public Safety Director uh, Steve McCraw admitted Friday that it was the wrong des- decision to not engage t- um, more decisively on the Texas mass shooter of Salvador Ramos sooner. Um, when asked... Uh, why police at Robb Elementary didn't act quicker. McGraw told reporters at the news conference that the on-scene commander at the time believed that it had transitioned from an active shooter to a barricaded subject. So what's the difference? Um, Because I heard him uh, tonight on Fox also arguing about it on the five. You know, how did we know what the definition? Do you want to know the definition between between an active shooter and a barricaded suspect? A barricaded suspect has already killed everybody inside? Bullets. That's it. Bullets. It's the only difference. A barricaded suspect starts yelling at the cops, uh, fucking ordering demands. An active shooter, there are still bullets flying. It means it's... Understand, this 18-year-old cycled the weapon through 18 magazines worth of ammunition. He fired a little over 390-something rounds uh, while he was in there. Okay. Three, so 375, I thought it was, th- it was, th- no, it was 390 something. It was what we heard tonight was 390. What they're saying tonight is 390 something rounds. All right. This motherfucker was working that gun like a champ. All right. He 
obviously had more. They said that they only found seven magazines. If he fired 390 rounds, he had more than seven magazines. Yeah. Uh, seven magazines is only a basic load. That's 149 rounds. Um, so he had triple that. Um, well, double that. Well, double that. Uh, he plus this is two. This mags, is maybe. just. This is just bullshit. I, I, I just, uh, whatever. A dis, uh, a decision was made on scene. I wasn't there, but uh, to switch the situation from uh, the active shooter to barricade, barricaded subject situation, um, <clears throat> there was more time to retrieve the keys and wait for a tactical team. Wait, what? Oh yeah, bullshit. Well, because they were afraid they were going to get shot. See, this is where it's all getting funky, folks. <sighs> now, I, I did just five minutes of a little bit of research. And I went and found something. And because I wanted to know, because I know I went through the academy a while ago. So I'm probably not the best fucker to be talking about what the newest stuff on the ground is for uh, a response for active shooters. But I don't think it's jerking off in the parking lot for an hour and a half. No, not when your first two cops on scene were, uh, from what I understand, stopped to block off the parking lot with their cruisers. So it gets worse. This none of this makes sense, folks. Because when I read this to you, um, you're gonna sit there and go, Are you fucking kidding me? There's no way that this is what happened down there in Uvalde. Yeah. Since a tragic incident at Columbine High School, uh, Colorado in 1999, it forced law enforcement to re-examine its response to school shootings. Tactics have continued to evolve. Responding officers no longer wait for SWAT teams to arrive and suit up before entering schools and other buildings <laughs> to confront suspects. Forming into a team and deciding on tactical formation and entering the building were seen as somewhat radical tactics at the time. However, they are simply borrowed tactics from the military, which is true, and other uh, law enforcement response processes, somewhat of a combination between infantry patrol tactics and hostage rescue tactics fashioned for a specific purpose. Police and sheriff departments found while tactics were the vast improvement over the previous approaches to active shooter situations, it still took a long time uh, for a team of four or five officers to assemble. Thus, it became permissible, even recommended, that one or two officers would be sufficient to go into the building and deal with the threat to the public. The first officer on scene was given a great deal of decision-making power to include the decision of when and where to go in. While four or five officers remained is the ideal number for the team, the number could become smaller based on the situation at hand and the uh, officer's training and abilities. T statistics trended to show that sooner officers arrived on scene, the sooner the incident ended, often with the suspect's life ending by his or her own hands. Eventually, word spread about law enforcement's changing tactics. The shooter used his knowledge of the, of the, uh, the shooter's and shooters used this knowledge to their advantage. They became aware that schools would go into a lockdown mode and that law enforcement officers would no longer wait outside. Suspects such as uh, Sung Hoi Cho of Virginia planned for more immediate law enforcement response and barricaded doors to stall entry by officers. With, with what seems like an ever-increasing number of active shooter incidents occurring, training has been stepped up. Departments are training for immediate response. In regular training ses sessions, officers are forming into teams conducting force-on-force -force simulations. Schools are re-examining their emergency policies as well. 
Having responded to the scene of school shooting a few years ago, the writer has seen how lockdowns work uh, and the results of an active shooter call going throughout the, the county. Nearly 100 officers and deputies responded to a scene within about 20 minutes. While agencies practice incident, uh, the incident command system, ICS, developing plans and organizing more than 100 first responders to under a great deal of stress and a daunting task in the movement. That being said, it's much easier to work with a pre-planned event versus reacting to an emergency. The conventional wisdom, unfortunately, points out that it's not a matter of the next incident of a mass of mass violence will occur, but when many critical incidents and target incident uh, de targeting dis defenseless people. With that logic in mind, it's cognitive um, to recognize these critical incidents will continue to occur in the U.S. schools and other similar targets. Therefore, U.S. agencies need a plan for these incidents uh, in advance. So, which yeah. which they did because. Now, if you think that the cops in, in Yoldale, Uvalde. Uh, Uvalde, didn't know how to do this, they had an active shooter training drill at Uvalde High School on March 21st. Okay, so of guess this year. So guess what? I don't even have to fucking read this anymore because nothing's changed, folks. It's the same shit that I was taught fucking years ago. All right. It's still the same shit. You grab another officer, you go in and you engage the suspect. You engage the suspect to take the bullets off the victims. You are not, you are now a designated bullet catcher. Yep. Okay. I never used to do that when I was with my guys on the ground. You know who I used to fucking push out there? Other than Fed Boy Bob. <laughs> Your translators? My translators would go out there. <laughs> Why? Because I knew how to, normally I knew how to speak the English, the language that I, the, oh. of the country I was in better than they did. I would grab them by their belt, the, their belt and their pants and, and put my gun against their back and say, hey, go find out why they're so angry at us. And I would push them out there. Because as far as I'm concerned, every motherfucker that was with me was going home. I care less about that translator. He goes step out there, take a fucking bullet to the skull. Too bad, bud. It's nice knowing you. This shit is. It's just nothing they say makes sense. Go ahead and play this first. This is the audio of the 911 calls. If you are just joining us, the Texas Department of Public Safety held a briefing around 11 o'clock this morning. They revealed a handful of new details about the massacre that took place inside Robb Elementary. Some of them disturbing. R.J. Marquez was there. He joins us now for a recap of some of these brand new details. R.J.? Yeah, David and Larissa, so we've moved a little bit closer to the front of Rob Elementary here where there are still people grieving and obviously leaving flowers for the victims as this has been basically become a memorial here for those 19 students and two teachers that were tragically killed here on Tuesday. Uh, you guys mentioned the DPS director, Steve McCraw, talking to the media today, mentioning that uh, basically this kind of all started here at the school uh, around 1130 when a teacher initially called 911 to report that there was a gunman on campus. That gunman later made it into Rob Elementary School, ended up walking through the hallway and going into classrooms 
um, going into classrooms 111 and 112, where he shot more than 100 rounds. Now, the chilling part of this is the 911 calls that were made. Uh, Director McCraw said that there were multiple 911 calls made as this was all playing out. Um, the first one was at 1210, where there was a call from inside the school that said that there were multiple people dead. Um, and then 10 minutes later, another 911 call made. And then one at 1236, when a student called 911 and was begging for police to come. And officers did not end up ultimately fatally shooting the suspect till around 1250. He ended up shooting 58 total magazines in the classrooms. And again, these details just absolutely chilling. Um, a lot of questions here about the police response and just the amount of time that it took for officers to engage the suspect. Director McCraw said that the on-scene commander, who has not been identified publicly, but he said it is the Uvalde CISD chief of police, basically made the call. He was the on-scene commander where he transitioned this incident from an active shooter case to a barricaded subject case. And McCraw said that the reason that he did this was because that he believed that he needed more equipment to breach those classrooms after the suspect had already been inside and locked those classrooms from inside those rooms. Uh, that's, of course, when they got uh, Border Patrol officials, their tactical team to come in and breach the room. The biggest point here is that Director McCraw said that this was, in hindsight, absolutely the wrong decision to which is from a barricaded shooter or barricaded person play, uh, case into from an active shooter case. And uh, again, just a lot of a lot of questions here. And as we continue to learn more about, you know, the, the timeline of this, um, obviously, law enforcement officials here uh, deeply affected the community deeply affected here as we try and get more information on this. But again, DPS officials still investigating this. They say this is an ongoing criminal investigation. And Okay, so he laid out the times of the calls there. Yeah. Okay. But it doesn't quite jive with then the timeline that they lay out. Um, and they said he, he shot 58. 58 so understand magazines? if that was a 30 round mag, that's over 1600. Rounds. Yeah. If he fired, um, 28, 28, I mean, 20, 20, round mags, 20 round mags, it's 580, which no, is it's 58 at times 20. That's, that's over a thousand. That's a thousand. That's more than a thousand. Two. Yeah. So maybe 10, round, 10 mags? round mags. I doubt it. 580 in an, in an Armalite rifle. Like, Yeah. Yeah, and Helms, I also read that the first call was was made at eleven thirty. In fact, I've I've got something from the the yes. wayback machine with well, the original. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not and then it, it was isn't supposed to be on, but it, it basically. Uh, I'm just replying to Leo Slayer. He said, "When a barricaded subject starts shooting, isn't it supposed to be on?" Eh, depends on the situation of the barricades shooter i mean if there's nobody else in the house and there's no way that anybody else is getting off or you know somebody anybody else is getting hurt yeah they normally go in they'll rush them at that point but normally they do a lot if it's barricaded subject i mean you're pumping cs in there you're you're making his uh life completely untenable um so hopefully it works out peacefully um let me see if i can find it, it was supposedly made by the teacher who would you stop popped propped open the door prop the door open why would a teacher do that? so that apparently this sense. teacher went out to get her cell phone and then went back in and after the shooting started and left the door the back door propped open 
and went back in with her cell phone. And then he entered the school through that back door that was propped open like a minute later. Uh, And no, he didn't run from the cops. Uh, He shot his grandmother and then apparently lost control of the truck into a ditch and jumped out of the truck and walked the rest of the way to the school. So that's what, that's how the truck, remember $70,000 truck. We, I know he had more than $10,000 worth of firearms in, in his, what he had purchased. Um, we know that he had more than enough ammo for everything we've heard so far. Um, this is just, there's so much going on here that people look at me crazy when I say definitely this motherfucker had, uh, he was MK Ultra. He he was getting support from somewhere else. I mean, he had a sleep the hypnosis only makes, therapist. It's the only thing that makes any sense. What can you do to someone under sleep hypnosis? Well, he had a psychologist too. Forget the sleep hypnosis. That was his he, psychologist. Was the sleep he also, hypnosis no, therapist? No, he had a he had a psychologist as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. It's an Armalite. Yeah. Yeah. A-R, AR. Yeah. It's an Armalite. Yep. He, actually, they were made here in Georgia. Believe it or not. Yeah. Daniel defense. Yeah. Yep. Daniel defense. Um, play, play the next one here. Oh no. Yeah. That was an Armalite too. Uh, in Buffalo as well. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yep. Uh, isn't that weird? <laughs> yep. It's almost, it almost sounds like some retards out there trying to like recreate a video game. That's what it sounds like to me. So this one is Sparky. Just, um, where you at? I haven't seen Sparky. What's up? I said, I haven't seen Sparky. Exactly. Where did he get the funds for that? Where'd he get the money for it? If he was always poor, where'd he get the money for it? Where'd he get the money for the truck? Truck's 70 grand. They, he said, they said it was his grandma's truck. Yeah, bullshit. But grandma was poor too. Where'd she get the money for a $70,000 truck? And trust me, an F-150 costs 70 grand, especially these days. It was brand new. I mean, yeah, actually, I got a better, I got a better question for you there, Linz. That that's a good one, though. Yeah, where were you that day, Fed Bob? Uh, oh shit! Damn, you guys fucking went quick on that one. Where are you at? Where where were you at that day, Fed Bob? Uh, actually, Fed Bob, how much money did you guys give him? That's my question. I just want to know. Uh, why was that town getting hundreds of millions in government contracts? That's a great question. That's it's another a border one. town. It's another good question. Mm-hmm. What's the deal with armor light? Armor light is AR. That's all it is. Yeah, it just means armor light it rifle. It doesn't mean assault rifle. AR stands for armor light rifle. That's all it is. Is it the material that it's made from, or it's the brand no, name? No, it's the brand name. It's the brand name. It's a brand okay. name. It's a guy. It's the guy who originally created uh, the rifle. Um, and I, I just, uh, this is just, this stinks. There's so much on this. Yes, I agree, Tara. Yes, I, I believe. I believe the same thing. Uh, Tara said, my husband is nowhere near the level of conspiracy theorist as I am. And even he said this was set up. There's something about this that is way off. Stinks to high heaven. But play this next one because that plays right into that. 
And we've also uh, heard word that a uh, Border Patrol agent was struck uh, with gunfire, a few officers shot. Uh, we've heard that some law enforcement officers actually went into school uh, to get their kids out. Can you right. talk about that? Right. So what we do know, Vanessa, right now that there was some uh, police officers, families trying to get their children out of the school because it, it was an active shooter situation right now. It's a terrible situation right now. And of course, just as we mentioned, the loss of life, it's, it's just terrible. It's a terrible tragedy when that took place. But again, we got to keep acknowledging those brave men and women that actually were there on scene that met this suspect and of course we, we know that they were met with gunfire some of them were shot but at the end of this the suspect was shot is now deceased the threat is now uh, neutralized very true so and whoa, whoa, whoa so the law enforcement officers went into the school to get their own kids out I think they were referring to no 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 she said she no she said there are reports of all right, well, let me go back. There are reports of law enforcement officers that went in and get their uh, kids uh, We've heard that some law enforcement officers actually went into school uh, to get their kids out. Can you right. talk about that? Right. So what we do know, Vanessa, right now that there was some uh, police officers, families trying to get their children out of the school because it, it was an active shooter situation right now. It's a terrible situation right now. Yeah. 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 So. What a bunch of turds. Yeah. I mean, holy shit. What, why are your kids any more different than anybody so else? So they went in to get their own kids <clears throat> out, and then they went back out and stood in the parking lot? And didn't and do didn't anything else. Did nothing else? They knew that kids were dying in there. What about their neighbor's kids? What about their friend's kids? What about the kids they see in church every Sunday? Yeah. What about those kids? I, this is... Do they not count? Or they were collateral damage? This is getting worse and worse and worse. Worse and worse. This is the worst cover-up I've ever seen. Seriously, it's ridiculous. They did a better job on JFK than they fucking did. Yeah. That's the scary part. No me. shit. I can't fucking believe it. And uh, Maybe it's just there's more people questioning now. We all look at everything through such a discerning eye. And, I, and you know, I heard something today. Um, maybe it was yesterday. I don't know. The days run together. But about how they just, they people can't, they can't talk about it because there's kids involved. That's why there's kids involved. They make it as emotional as they possibly can because that way you can't question it. If your emotions are involved, if all you can do is like I did after Sandy Hook, sit at the dinner crate table and cry for two weeks, then you're not going to be able to look at it. There was discerning eye. Wasn't it Alex Jones that started asking questions about Sandy Hook? Yeah, and, and he got sued for it. People turned around and went after him. He's like, actually he could he, honestly he could end up going to jail for it. He's he's actually filed bankruptcy over it. Yeah, I'm, they're I mean, still going after him over it years and years later. This is no for joke, asking folks. questions. I'm just saying that this there's things here that don't add up. There's parts of this that don't make any sense. Yeah, absolutely. And they're talking about this like it's no big deal. Like, I love how Fox News is all everything else became secondary to this. And all they and, you know, they concentrate not don't get me wrong that the lives lost are are horrible and tragic. Um, and they, you know, telling the stories of these kids, very specific kids. You know, we haven't heard about all of them, just a handful um, that, you know, the little girl who just got an award and. Her birthday was last week and, um, you know, she has a sister who is a year older. I, I mean, it's it's heartbreaking. She'd go and, and she was really close to her grandparents and she'd spend every weekend with them. And 
I know all of this because I watched a 10 minute segment where they dove deep into the families of the kids there. And I cried through it because it was designed to make me cry through it. It was designed to tug on my heartstrings to, to think, Oh my God, what if that was my kid, you know, to bring up my emotions so that I can't look at it and say, this isn't right. Something well, stinks here. Well, look at, look, okay. All I want you to do is go DVR three days ago on like, I don't care what news organization, go to Fox news, watch how <coughs> their coverage changed. Okay. And then go to the following, the next morning. If you go to the next morning, the music changed. Everything changed. Yeah. There's uh, the dramatic. Oh, this, the, the sorrowful, Oh shit, dramatic news. And then all of a sudden it's just bad news after bad news. It's getting horrible. It's like, are you kidding me right now? They're not. If you know anything about, if you are a former Republican who's here now as a Patriot and you used to watch Fox news all the time, <coughs> you know, their coverage of political nights, you know, how their fucking coverage is if they put any more moving banners on the screen, they would match Ron Burgundy when he first started doing it years and years ago. And they didn't do that at all. No. And that was the night of like four big States that like literally the primaries matter because it changes everything that's going to happen possibly in November. Well, and I was going to save this for later, but quick update. Candace is not conceding. Um, she is fighting it and, uh, and not just her, but election officials in counties across the state of Georgia are asking for evidence, proof of the results before they certify it and send it on good to the governor's office, because they're like, there's, there's this stinks. These election officials, these election workers, um, you know, honestly, we joke about them because they're all, they're all so old. They're, you know, like this is what people do when they retire. So they're like 65, 75, but they've been watching elections their entire lives a lot longer than we have. And they know that no one ever gets 70 plus percent of the vote. They know what happened in 2020. They see this is bullshit. They see this stinks to high heaven. Are you fucking kidding me? They so know. And by the way, the title um, it's our 200th episode officially. Oh shit. Our really? 200th episode. So I have changed the numbering of the title. If you guys can figure out what it is, you don't count, you know what it is. Um, if you can figure out what it is, then, uh, I'll bake you a cookie. I'll eat it on air. <laughs> you won't get to eat it. I'll eat it. But <laughs> I mean, we could freeze dry it and send it, send it, to, <laughs> send it to you or something. So, uh, and it's crazy because uh, we've heard all sorts of other things come out since this press conference at 1130 this morning. Keep following the timeline. Mm -hmm. Timeline fast forward to one o'clock this afternoon. And uh, I got the same news alert, I guess, while Justin was broadcasting. And yeah, apparently this uh, Bortek guy that went in and rescued his kid and his wife and everything else. Um, now all of a sudden he was on duty? No, he had been talking to this kid. Um, wait, what? He had been talking to this kid online. Whoa. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, that, that uh, no. I, I got the same news alert that Justin did, and we we're both looking at it going, holy are fuck. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. So apparently this Borst 
tech guy was talking to this kid online or some crazy shit like that prior to the shooting. So this is just getting really fucking weird. Uh, play the next clip. I can't. I, I can't I, I'm right like, now. wow. I can't, it it I can't blew my it. mind too when I saw it. I read I it and I was like, no way. No, this, no way. I can't. They fucked it up this bad. No way. Fucking kidding me. You know, this, this, the shooter was arrested years ago, four years ago for having, for, for having this plan for basically saying, for saying, you know, when I'm a senior in 2022, I'm going to shoot up a school. And this was four years ago. They apprehended. So some, something fell out between the cracks between then and now that to allow this to happen, we need to, we need to shake out all the facts. We need to figure out what happened, where the, 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 the holes and we need to make sure it doesn't happen again. But if law enforcement, uh, you know, identified him four years ago as a threat, we need to figure out why he wasn't, you know, how he got removed from that. So, Congressman, I, I want to make sure we, we make this point clear. You're saying there's an arrest report, an engagement with the police four years ago where they had identified he'd made a prediction he was going to do something like this in this very year? Yes. So four years ago. He, he, him and a friend, and, and I want to look into the details. Hey, where is that guy at? What is he doing? Because there's a lot of copycats out there, and I just want to make sure that the threat is completely over. So four years ago, he came out and said, you know, it, 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 he was saying that he was going to shoot up a school in his senior year in 2022. Did I mean, he, he write this down? That. Did he write this what? down? Did he post it? He, I don't know the exact details, but the police arrested him and they actually submitted a, pre a press release on that, you know, stating, hey, this is what is happening. Uh, so they're very transparent in that manner. I don't know what happened between then and now, but I mean, he's saying this four years ago. That he's gonna, and many of these shooters come out and say it well ahead of time. It's not a surprise. And if you ask the people that he worked with or, you know, anyone he was anyone that knew him in school, it was not a surprise to anyone that this this young man was a danger to everyone. Yeah, Congressman, to follow up on that, the, the local authorities have said that he doesn't have an adult criminal record, but that there may be a juvenile record. Those are oftentimes sealed and not available for public consumption. We do know that the police were oftentimes at his home. He had a difficult relationship with his mother. His mother said that he was aggressive. Um, there were multiple fights. He yeah. Okay, so juvenile records aren't available for public consumption. Correct. Tell me, can the ATF or the AFT see them? Yeah, most certainly. The ATF, not the AFT. Yeah. Okay, just checking. So when he submitted his application to get a to get this gun mm -hmm. or these guns two days after his 18th birthday um which he lied on the form because i believe it asks you if you've ever been arrested yep okay so right there he broke the law so no law that they pass would have stopped this because if he broke that law which i'm sure he was like well hey hunter biden did it so i can too right same form neither here nor there but um so tell me when it goes uh, what how does that form get processed like how does every, that work every every everything i've heard so far uh he bought them from a local store they haven't identified the store um i i don't know and they have to send it up to the atf to get Correct. No matter, no, even, even if you, you go to a gun show, dude, that's not true. Hellman, um, 
that that's some fucking that's some bullshit the fucking that's what democrats the, yeah. come up with yeah exactly. you still have to look i i have my ffl all right i have a class four ffl uh i never opened a gun shop because i, I at the Not time actually it. i i didn't think well i thought trump was going to stay in office and i was like well shit so many of the gun shops are doing so well around here i i, I wouldn't even compete uh however the guy uh I, after biden got fucking picked up being the next president i was like well shit um you might not have filled it out, dude. Uh, they, they, I don't, I never had to have you fill it out. I could fill it out myself and take your information from your ID, from your ID. The only thing I'd have to ask you for is your social. That's it. Um, that's the only thing. And they, they ask you that on the purchase form anyway. Uh, so you would be asking for a social anyway to prove that you're a U.S. citizen. Um, but even that being said, uh, we have to get that information. It's part of that. You have to fill that form out. You have to keep that form too for a number of years. Like for instance, one of the things that I was taught in the class that I went to is that, Hey, when you get your FFL, get yourself a five fucking five drawer safe. So you can keep your years on your fucking records because you've got to keep your records for so many years and you have to be able to produce it at a moment's notice for the ATF. And if the ATF just shows up, you've got to be able to show it. I have no issue with that. I, I think that is well above and beyond what our founding fathers intended. Um, I think that's even a little, even a little infringement on the constitution. However, people are fucking crazy. I understand why that is common sense. Okay. Somebody buys a gun. You have to keep records on it for so many years. Sure. Fine. Not a problem. I'm the shop owner. It's not the federal government holding it. I'm holding it because I have to be able to protect myself. And I have seen where this law has actually saved dudes asses that were building guns and shit, had their FFL had kept all their records and uh, let's, uh, was it fast and furious? A friend of mine got wrapped up in that and he was building ARs and, uh, some of his ARs ended up across the border and the ATF came, uh, we were getting off a plane coming back from a deployment and the ATF was waiting at the bottom of the stairs for him and they put him in cuffs and took him away. So, but the only thing that saved his ass is he had every document that they needed. He said, nope, I legally sold them. Here's all the information you need and showed him all the documents. And he was let go that night. So this is, um, purchase, uh, what's this? Hold you on. have to go through a check every single time Where here before it? they sell because, you another gun. Jay's in oh, Canada. Uh, you can't get a gun without going through an AFFL. You never uh, get to receive the purchase the same day. Mm, that's not true either. Uh, that might be true where you live in, because I believe you're up there by DC. That is true up in that area. Down here in Georgia, I can go in and walk out as long as Which I have a one, I get a, a it, they call it a one star. On the documents down here in Georgia, if you get a one star, you're good. Um, it's when you have more, like it almost reminds me, uh, what's that fucking video game? You guys are younger than me. Uh, the one where you drive around, you commit all the crimes and all that crazy shit. Um, Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. You know how you get the stars at the top of the screen when you've really fucked up and all the cops are after you? It reminds me of that because it is this, yes. I've got all mine in the same, exactly. Because they the already, same hour. Yep. they ran you through the system. And when they run you through the system, it's an automatic check against ATF records and ATF. If you're a one star in the ATF system, you go 
you're right through. That's the way it's supposed to be. Now, what we're talking about here, first of all, he should have automatically come up as a two-star because he's under 21. That should have been a two-star. So that for the gun, the guy who's selling the guns, all right? For instance, if you have a gun shop and you get what we call the two-star, that means you can't sell that whoever that person is for 24 hours, which means they're doing a more thorough background check. Like you just raised the flag somewhere at the ATF. So they're going to call you the following day and they're going to let you know as the gun shop owner, this is the deal. You at that point, as the gun shop owner, you have to make that fucking choice, whether you're going to sell that gun. The ATF says, doesn't say you can or can't sell the gun. They just advise you, Hey, look, there's X, Y, and Z in this person's background. Hey, this person was arrested four years ago for threatening to shoot up a school in 2022. So if I was called and somebody told me that I would have said, no, you're not getting a gun. Not for me. You can go somewhere else, but you're not getting a gun for me. Does that mean he's not going to get a gun? No, it doesn't fucking mean that because you know what? Gun shop owners are just like any other business in America, folks. It's all about fucking the money, all about the money, money. So some gun owners aren't about the moral decision when buying a fucking or selling a firearm. Uh, I would have been, I am, I, I don't want to sell to a cut. I don't want my guns to be used in something like this. I would, if, if the ATF call me, you are a two star. Let me tell you something. You're going somewhere else. You're not buying guns from me. You go anywhere else in the world, but you're not getting your guns here. Cause I'm telling you right now, I not taking the liability. I'm not even worried. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to take the liability. Nope. Uh, you come back as a one star. That's a different story. Uh, one stars are way too, you know, that's that you're like a perfect citizen. You're like me. My shit comes back like that. And I've got more shit. I've got my fingerprints in this state more than I have in any other state in America, because I came down here to do some explosive shit. I thought they were going to have me shit in a bag at one point. I was like, seriously. I mean, they took DNA. They made me piss in a cup. They took my fingerprints. They took a, a filial DNA. They took a uh, familial DNA. They took fucking everything to identify me. And just because you have been a soldier, a cop and a firefighter in the state of Georgia. So yeah, yes, they, have, they can like, track you six ways from Sunday. It's pretty ridiculous down here, but, but it it's all about, this is this whole thing goes back to everything else. We're hearing about this. Now, everybody's coming out. The story is changing. We're watching the story change. They're trying to say they're official facts. I don't believe official facts. I, I believe what was first said on the ground 90% yep. of the time. And what's normally first said on the ground is probably the most accurate you're going to find. Just saying. They can't, they can't clone me CLB because I'm RH negative. RH negatives are not clonable. There's 40 minute gap. And if the 911 operators were aware that, that children were alive in that classroom, why weren't officers notified of that? And if that's the case, why didn't they take action? That's the question. And again, I'll go back to the answer for right now is that that it was considered. OK, the decision was made on the scene. I wasn't there but at the same point in time. You know, a decision was made that this was a barricaded subject situation. There was time to retrieve the keys and wait for a tactical team with the equipment to, to go ahead and breach the door and take on the subject at that point. That was the decision. That was the thought process that particular point in time. 
And there was 19, like I said, there was 19 officers in there. In fact, there was plenty of officers to do whatever needed to be done, with one exception, is that the, the incident commander inside believed they needed more equipment and more officers to do a tactical breach at that point. That's why BORTAC was requested on the scene as soon as they were there. They executed a search, or at least a, a dynamic entry, and went in. And, uh, of course, that was not till 12th. That was not till 57. Dynamic entry. Uh, he there. He's talking about they took explosives and blew one of the doors off the hinges. Why? No, they didn't have the keys. No, it doesn't matter, babe. Look. All right. Uh, let me go back to this. Hold on. Bring me in. Uh, shit, I'm on that screen still. Fuck, I hate this. That's kind of that kind of sucks about this. All right, so we're gonna go back to like a screen where you can see us. Okay, uh, not really. You well, can you can see, see me. me. That's all that matters anyway. Nobody cares about you. <laughs> it's, not, it's not all about you, hon. All right, so really quick. So let's. There is a very good reason why I was sent to some of the schools I was sent to. For instance, I am a designated locksmith um, in the state of North Carolina. Lock pick. Um, Honestly, that's the whole reason we went. When you go to a locksmithing school, you learn how to pick a lock. It's like the first class you take. You learn how to pick a lock. It's actually really not that hard. Um, I'm sorry. They had enough cops there. They probably had some former SWAT guys and former military guys that know how to do that. Okay. There isn't an excuse there that, that guy said that I agree with. There is no reason 19 fucking officers standing around fucking jerking off. For one 18-year-old emo kid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Rushing him would have been nothing. We would have done that with like two dudes. Seriously. And we would have picked the lock, gone in. Because what we've learned over time, you know, there used to be a time, and I, I'll go back, the 80s, okay? It used to be flashbang a room, then go in. Okay, so first of all, let's talk about flashbangs. Flashbangs are the absolute, this is how, <clears throat> when I first joined the military, I went to, uh, I went to Rangers, I went to Ranger Battalion. My first unit was 3rd Battalion, 75th Ranger Regiment. When we were going through RIP back then, they took us to the mount site. And we thought we were going to learn about clearing rooms. We did that week. <laughs> we also did something else that I never thought would ever fucking happen to me. They pulled us into this one room. We're all standing around kind of a big circle all the way around the room. In the middle of the room, there's like a hatch. And there's not many windows. There's like two windows and a door. You were five in the 80s. Um, what are you talking about? You said this is the 80s. No, no, no. I, I'm... Okay. I, I, I stopped that story. I'm going to another one. Okay, something more, something more. Hmm, okay. You would understand. So in this room, we're all kind of standing there. We're all looking like a bunch of dicks. We're wearing RBA. RBA, if you don't know what RBA is, back in the day, Ranger body armor was about that thick. Okay. The plate was. 
It weighed close to 75 pounds. You wore two of them. You had one on your front, one on your back. Very tight fitting. It cut into your rib cage in the corners. It hurt that bad. It cut into your rib cage in the quarters. Um, they took us in this room. We're all holding our rifles, standing there with our gear on, and we're standing there looking around like a bunch of green dildo dicks. And all of a sudden, their instructors back the fuck out. They shut the door, they locked the door, they opened the top part, and they dropped the flashbang in the room, and they closed the top part. Flashbang went off, not a single one of us knew to close our eyes or plug our ears. You know where we all were when we got up from the flashbang? On the ground. On the ground, looking straight at the fucking ceiling. Because that son of a butt bitch was so bright and so loud, your equilibrium goes completely flat. For If you, you don't understand, your equilibrium is always moving. That's why they call it Librium. All right. It's always moving. It's moving like this all the time. So when you get sick or you pass out, your equilibrium's like this. Okay. So they dropped this flashbang in. Equilibrium went flat and we all went flat at the same time. We were laying on the ground, looking at the fucking ceiling going, what the fuck just happened? They walked in as soon as we could hear. And they screamed at us and they said, that's why you wait for the bang after you bang a room. Because they don't want you to learn that in the middle of a firefight, that you throw it in and by reaction, you just run in the door because you run in the door. That flashbang goes off in your face and you're on your ass. So they could have busted through this door, thrown a flashbang and taken this guy out. This and dude would have been unconscious laying on the, this kid. Would, I guarantee he wasn't more in a heartbeat prediction. Guarantee he wasn't wearing hearing protection. Hmm. This kid had body armor on. What type of body armor? We're still not sure yet. Waiting to find out. Waiting to hear what type of body armor he had. Kind of looking forward to this. Because you know what they're going to go after? If they don't go after this now, they will go after this in the future. Watch the body armor makers. They're, the Democrats are going to go after the fucking body armor makers. I guarantee it. Okay. Because they're all of a sudden not going to be allowed to sell to us. So if you don't have your shit yet, guess what? They're coming after it. So you might want to think about buying your own. Um, Even if you're a her dude. Uh, let me see what. Uh, you're hold missing on. the chat oh, wait, over here. I think they did. No, no. Now that you she describe said it, police, not a flashbang. Capitol Police used flashbangs on January 6th. They actually used... Um, they used... Uh, no, they, those, they were using chemical grenades. Yeah, yeah, those were all smoke grenades. grenades. Yeah. The pop you heard Gas from the, the grenade was just the, the pop. A flashbang is loud. Yeah. I mean, it is fucking loud. And bright. It is extremely bright. Yeah. You, you would think a bolt of lightning hit we, the ground. We saw black That's smoke. That's how bright it was. We, I mean, they were throwing grenades. of There was like black smoke grenades, which is chemical grenades. On January 6th, there, there, I didn't see any flashbangs. Not to say that there weren't any used. I just didn't see them. So, um, but yeah, I just, this is, uh, this shit that they're talking about. Yes, they could have done that. Why they didn't, I don't know. They should have done that. I, I, I don't understand why they didn't. Uh, small town cops, rinky dink town. I, I suspect the kid was able to do what he did because the feds told the locals. That is what I'm saying. Yeah. That is what I have been saying. Because to stand down because they're doing training exercises. Yeah. I, I'm saying that I, I think it's got there. I think we're going to hear something like that. Uh, Jakovic, John Janikovic, 007, whatever, 007. I don't know how to pronounce that. But yeah, I agree with you. Joni Noko. I, I think we're going to hear that, man. I, I don't. 
I, I, I think that's what we're going to hear. I think the fucking cat, the cops are going to accidentally let that one slip and fuck it's all over. The last thing to add, you have the right to stand up with an active shooter anywhere. Why not step, step in and fuck that guy up? No, I agree. Why not? Um, if you're armed, you should. Yeah. And although active shooter drills in active shooter training, and this is like through, through OSHA, you know, active shooter safety training or whatever. Um, cause I had to take, the, I had to teach this course. They teach you to run away as far John. and as fast as you can. Do not engage the shooter. Okay. Um, see, Oh, in Oklahoma city. Welcome John in Oklahoma city. Yeah. So, but they, now teach, I you, get they it. teach you to run away. They do not engage the shooter. Um, unless you are fight, defending your own life, you know, fighting for your own life. But at the, you know, whenever you can run, if you can't run hide, that's what they tell you about active shooters. That's the training they give you. Well, and that's, and that's the best way to do it. I mean, run, hide. Yeah. That all works. Find a weapon, defend yourself. Yes. If it comes um, down to that, that's why I fucking harp on you about carrying a no button. Um, it, it's so important. It's like, look, you've got a gun. It, you have my gun right now. No, I don't. I have my gun. Okay. That's my no button. All right. That's my everyday carry no button. Okay. Your everyday no carry buttons up in the freaking wall. Okay. But even if, even if you don't know how to use it, somebody around you is going to know how to shoot a gun. I'm sorry. I don't give a shit who you are. There are people out there that know how to shoot a gun. There are fucking liberals out there that know how to shoot guns. Absolutely. Uh, apparently, apparently Fed Bo Fed, Boy Bob Fed does. Boy Bob knows. He, so, he bought a gun in 2016, right? I hope he knows how to shoot it. He's going to need it. Anyway, are you Going done with this? To, yeah, no, let, I was going to let, the end I was of this gonna let him finish. Yeah. The benefit of, hey, with the benefit of hindsight, hey, the benefit of, hey, stand by, stand by, hey, stand by, hey, stand by, right? I've got it. I've got it. Okay. Hey, from the, from the benefit of hindsight, where I'm sitting now, of course it was not the right decision. It was a wrong decision, period. There's no, no excuse for that. But again, I wasn't there, but I'm just telling you, from what we know, we believe there should have been a, an entry as soon as you can. Hey, when there's an active shooter, the, the rules change. It's no longer, okay, it's no longer a barricaded subject. You don't have time. You don't worry about outer printers. And by the way, Texas embraces active shooter training, active shooter certification. And that, that, doc, that doctrine requires officers. We don't care what agency you're from. You don't have to have a leader on the scene. Every officer lines up, stacks up goes and finds where those rounds are being fired at and keeps shooting until the subject is dead, period. And that's the way that I, I told you, I told you all before, that is exactly the way it's supposed to be. That's what you're supposed to do. Uh, this guy is, uh, this chief or whatever he is, uh, this DPS official, he's 100% right. Um, I'm, I'm betting that the, uh, I think he was the captain of the, because this guy is not the captain of the local police force. I think the captain of the local police force is probably out on his ass right now. Well, if that was, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. Uh, hold on. What, um, what if this was to distract us from what we're talking about? Monkeypox, China attacking. No, I, that's exactly know, what I And they know they're not getting our guns. This is the same play. This Friday going look, into the weekend. What's really coming? Lindsay, not only that, but let's think about this one. Okay. What else was going on that day? What Election. else? There was primaries. There was a Sussman trial. Did you know that the, who's heard that the Sussman trial ended today? I, 
How many people heard that the Sussman trial ended today? I didn't know it ended today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They made closing arguments today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's over? Well, I, I, it's in deliberation. Okay. So uh, he his defense team is ballsy. Yeah? Yeah. They said, uh, yeah, we have nothing to present. They they didn't present a defense? Nope. Because I thought the Sussman trial was supposed to last two weeks, like it was going on another week. Nope. And There's today, no defense. No defense. So they're either looking for... So he's the sacrificial lamb. One of two things. He is either the sacrificial lamb or they're looking for a mistrial. Interesting. That That's the only thing that makes sense. If you know anything about the law, that's the only thing that makes sense. It's the only way they could fucking screw this up is by getting fucking... No, that is not a real question, Jay Laugh, and never say that again. Um, it, 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 I... I, I, they've been distracting us from so much. I mean, right now they're talking about monkey. Do you know that they're right now considering a mask mandate, a countrywide mask mandate? Okay, put in hack by the fucking federal government. Well, since since we're on to monkeypox, okay. Well, let's back up to COVID real quick because it's just COVID two point right? Chinese manufacturer sent 100,000 plus defective COVID tests with false positives to a U.S. company. No. No. Not, 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 not. Are you fucking kidding me? That's literally, we've been saying this forever, right? Like, that's how you could test Kiwis or tap water and get positive tests because... They were already positive. Because they were already positive. Holy shit. Holy shit. Uh, and guess where... It originated. This these this this Chinese manufacturer. Wuhan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is uh, uh wait? I, I, Texas Patriot said, "Hey, not, hey, not Mick, far from Wuhan." Anyway, what is an assault weapon? Are one of my hammers an assault? Yes, yes, they are. You want to see an assault weapon? There's an assault weapon. That was an assault compounded by battery because you actually hit me, you twat. No, but we're married, so it doesn't count. Yeah, now it's just fucking Only if I do it to you, if you do abuse. it to me, then it does count. Oh, now it counts. <laughs> because you're white. Take your fragility and stick it up your ass. All right. Oh. Monkey pox is not airborne. It spreads like, yes, that's what I've been saying. Or gay anal sex. Well, interesting about but that. But you know what? Apparently it is airborne. Because now they're saying it's very contagious. Okay. Hold on. It used to be that you could only it used to be that you could only get monkeypox if you came into direct contact, long exposure, right? Like 10, 15 minutes with the actual like open pustules from monkeypox. Okay. Right. Like you basically had to lick someone's open wound to get monkeypox. All right. So this is All it right? folks. We're going to, we are now calling on. it. Nope. Hold this on. is wait, the wait, new, wait, nope, wait. nope, nope, nope. This is the new acronym for the show. Bohica. <laughs> Bend over. Here it comes again. <laughs> Bohica. We'll call Monday Bohica. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I want to tell you to remind me. Tara, remind me about that. Monday is Bohica. <laughs> I'm going to turn you into my producer eventually. <laughs> anyway. That's not a bad idea, actually. It's really not. Tara, anyway. you want to be a producer? <laughs> um, 
Very contagious. Okay, wait. So first it went to, you basically, you can't get monkeypox. Like it's not contagious. It, it's so isolated. It's not, it, there's no asymptomatic spread. You cannot spread it unless until you are- Unless you're fucking monkeys in the ass. It, unless you're fucking someone who already has monkeypox in the ass, but only in the ass. It's only transmitted through gay sex or men having sex with men, which is apparently not the same thing anymore. Oh, it's not? I don't know. But that's that was that was three days ago. Today, today, uh oh, uh, hold on, it got better, folks. Doctors prepare for possible human cases of monkeypox in Colorado. They're telling us where it's going to come next. Hey, it's going to Colorado, and it's very contagious. Okay, Josh, 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 Josh you like, Vince, you're a sailor. You're a sailor, Josh. Be careful, okay? Monkeypox is coming to you. As a practitioner, we're worried about it just because we need to make the diagnosis if we see a patient who has monkeypox," said Dr. Reginald Washington, Chief Medical Officer of Presbyterian St. Luke's Medical Center and Rocky Mountain Hospital for Children. Monkeypox is a virus that originates in wild animals like rodents and primates, actually more rodents than primates, irregardless of the name, which I know irregardless isn't a word. I stole it from you. Uh, well, regardless is such a word. While it can jump to people, it's rarely seen outside Central and Western Africa until now. It's very contagious, Dr. Washington said. If someone has it, they can pass it on to others quite easily. I think we'll probably see one or two cases in Colorado, particularly if someone has come in contact with someone who has it from another state and travels to Colorado, they may exhibit symptoms. Those symptoms Thank include... Thank you, oily man. Those symptoms include fever, headache, muscle aches, fatigue, swollen lymph, no lymph nodes, and a worsening, worsening rash that lasts two to four weeks. Monkeypox also requires very close contact to spread, so it's not likely to prompt big waves of disease like COVID-19, which can be transmitted in the air by people with no symptoms. It's not as contagious as COVID, explained Washington. And by the way, it's not at all related to COVID. It's a totally different problem. It's a totally different problem. Yes. A problem medical experts are watching closely, but don't believe it's anything to be overtly worried about. It's not very prevalent, so I think the general public are not likely to ever encounter it, Washington said. Wait, the final paragraph. U.S. officials are in the process of releasing monkey packs vaccines from the nation's stockpile for people at high risk. Brought to you by Pfizer, Washington Moderna, said and Johnson chicken and Johnson. Pox and smallpox vaccines also provide some protection. Both Pfizer-generated vaccines. Do you know that there's actually no test to distinguish between chickenpox, smallpox, and monkeypox? Do you know that monkeypox, smallpox, and... Uh, they're all the same thing. They're all based off of shingles. They're all the same fucking thing. And how do you get shingles these days? Uh, just getting old. Not anymore. Really? Yeah. Because now when you get the jab, it basically eliminates all of your previous natural immunity. So even though your mom sent you to that chicken pox party when you were five at the neighbor's house, you so no that you guys could are. all hang out and play together, right? Because if you didn't that get that when you were five or six, then you were going to get a horrible case of shingles when you were older. Now you no longer have that immunity to chicken pox. So guess what? 
you're going to get a horrible case of shingles when you're older if yep. you get the jab. Um, shingles is on the rise like at fucking 3,000% or something ridiculous like that. Are you freaking kidding me? So one more time. Monkeypox. If, you, if you're looking for work right is now. Is a jab Go down to your fucking, uh, go down to the, uh, your local fucking funeral home or fucking coroner's office and get a job so, there they're looking they are dying for people i swear to god but do you know how i know that we're over the target with monkeypox well actually let's go somewhere in another direction on that one because not only are they using this pandemic to hide well, well, monkeypox, but, but let me before you get into that because i have one more monkeypox story okay and it's great because look marjorie taylor green is on the front of this story so you know it's a hit piece right right off the bat right off the bat Monkeypox conspiracies are far-right politicians and influencers' latest misinformation campaign. <laughs> Sign me up. Prominent conservatives. Are we prominent? I guess so. I guess so. And well, we're not conservatives, so we're not conservatives. No, no, we're patriots. Yeah, we are conservatives. You're a no, constitutional conservative. Nope. 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 Nine more. We're not about conserving it. We're about fucking burning this shit down. We're done. Well, no, I'm all about keeping the Constitution. However, I am not about this government anymore. It's not. It's no, not constitutionally we're not based. This government. It's, nope. uh, there's no nothing to conserve there. So, prominent conservatives and far right influencers have spread monkeypox conspiracy theories. Many of the narratives echo the same anti-vaccine rhetoric as COVID nineteen denialists. Other theories allege the U.S. coordinated the outbreak or that the disease is a hoax altogether. No, I don't think it's a hoax. I think it's a side effect of the jab. Oh, the rising alarm surrounding the monkeypox virus has led to a surge of baseless online conspiracy theories about the illness, some promoted by prominent conservatives like Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene and far-right influencers like Alex Jones. Many of the people promoting medical misinformation... Look, here's the thing. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> Uh, Wix, yeah. Do you really want to? Do you really want a shingles vaccine? Oh, I'm just saying. Never, ever again. I'm never letting them stick me with anything ever again. Um, many of the people promoting medical misinformation are politicians and pundits who spread false claims about COVID-19, and many of their narratives are the same for baseless accusations about monkeypox. Baseless accusations. One frequent conspiracy theory floating around the social media is that. Bill Gates, who has been a frequent target for COVID-19 denialists, has had a hand in the monkeypox outbreak. A hashtag baselessly calling Gates a bioterrorist was tweeted thousands of times on Wednesday with users claiming he's responsible for the disease's sudden spread. Twitter posts spreading conspiracies that Gates planned the outbreak and calling for his arrest have amassed thousands of likes. So that tells me that that's probably actually true. Fed boy Bob doesn't, Dale. And by the way, John, yes, you know why the pictures of the shingles from 2018 look identical, identical to those shown in monkeypox? It's because they're the same the damn same pictures. It's the, they're the they same pictures. They didn't update shit. They don't have any new pictures. Nope. Nope. Fed boy Bob <sighs> doesn't, Dale. He doesn't conserve ammo, apparently. He just thinks that going and shooting up a bunch of kids at school, it's okay. But what else have they been covering, of, covering up? What? So... Democratic senators call on a messaging app's WhatsApp, Telegram uh, signal to address misinformation. Hmm. Hmm. And because they want to look at what you're pumping in, 
Um, over 20 members of Congress, including Senator Tom, uh, Tim Kaine of Virginia, sent letters to Signal, Telegram, WhatsApp, asking if the messaging platforms address misinformation targeted at Latinos. This was sent just today or just the other day, folks, just yesterday. All right. The spread of content promotes mis and disinformation, undermines public health efforts. It also instills distrust in our democratic institutions and possibly shooting schools. This must become a top priority, the lawmakers wrote in letters. Hmm. Really? You're already, this is another reason. How fast they're politicizing what happened in Texas is fucking disgusting, folks. This is just like, you don't do that. You don't, you don't make this about work going and busting in on Abbott's conference to, but you just don't, you don't do, do that. that. No, this just, this, this, uh, this shit's just getting out of hand. I'm, I'm sick of it. I, 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 I don't know what to say anymore. Mm. This is, this is how they do it. Now they're going to start looking at your signal. Now they're going to start looking at your WhatsApp. You're, they're going to be able to read your private messages in WhatsApp and signal and whatever else those fucking. Are apps they going to look at your telegram though? Because telegram's owned by Russians. Ooh, that's a good, right? That's a good point. Are yeah. they Slav Russians or are they? I, I think some freaking Russian oligarch. It doesn't matter. Just label, no, label it does them because if they're Slavs, uh, they might not, they might just say, fuck it. Olman. Thanks Olman. Thank you. Olman. Excellent. Uh, or Oilman. Sorry, Oilman. I keep saying Oilman 94. Where do you work, dude? I hope you work down in Texas. Because I, I doubt you'd do that. Um, but what else is it covering up? How about this one? This is a funny quick one real quick. This one, <laughs> of all places, where do you think this one came out of? Just give me, just give me a state. California. Boom. Got it. San Francisco <laughs> drops chief from school job titles over cultural sensitivities. Chief. Oh, because the it, it brings it, up it Indians? brings up Indians, American Indians, feather not dot. I don't Craziness. Know. Well, here, play, play, play the next clip. Hey, Chief. Yeah, well, not so much. Uh, Davos is over on May twenty eighth, Lindsay, and the next one will be January of twenty twenty. Davos, Davos, hun, Davos, 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 whatever the fuck. Just say it properly. I'm going to say it wrong just to offend them. Single dad Eric Stevens says he makes $110,000 a year, but even that is not enough to afford a trip to the lake. Here in Los Angeles, $6 a gallon gas has kept his plans in park. Maybe for the affluent, they can afford it. But for me to go anywhere is, is minimum a $200 decision in regards to gas. And you haven't fed your kids or done anything else. Gas Buddy says holiday weekend gas prices are the highest they have been since 2012. But the pain goes beyond the pump. New data says hotels have jumped 42% compared to last year. Airfare is up 6%. This will likely be one of the most expensive Memorial Day travel periods we've ever seen. Even still, AAA thinks Americans will not be stopped traveling to top destinations such as Orlando, Seattle, Miami, and Las Vegas. The latest projection, 34.9 million people will drive 50 miles or more over the five days around Memorial Day. Do you think that the numbers will be all that far off from the projection? You know, we've never, we've, our projections have always been pretty accurate, but we've never been trying to project in an environment like this the new fear is this expensive start to summer travel could last gas buddies patrick dehan thinks the average price of gas will not dip below 450 for months i don't really think the higher price of fuel is going to slow down many it may slow down some 
but certainly there's still a very healthy appetite to hit the road this summer. You ready for school, baby girl? Not so for Eric Stevens, who says he's choosing to pay for his daughter's daycare over a road trip. Fun has been postponed for the indefinite future, especially the way things are going. While I'd like to say or hope there's an end in sight, I just don't see one. Well, it, I, I got to tell you, I, I agree. Fun has been postponed until that's what the Dems want. That's Biden what, is that, out of office. Yeah, pretty much. Seriously. Did you hear him? Four or five months. They're not talking about prices being below four dollars and fifty cents a gallon for four or five, four or five months. Four or five months. The election. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. November. It surely is, uh, isn't it? Mm. And Lindsay said, aren't most kids getting out of school for the summer? It depends on where you live. Like down here in the South, our kids got out. Last week? Yeah, last week, this week, sometimes the week before. But they're definitely out before Memorial Day. But, I mean, up in Connecticut, we graduated the second Shit. week in June. Yeah. So um, if we had a bad snow winter, sometimes, yeah, sometimes like, not we July. had to be out before the 4th of July. Out, no, we had to be out before the 28th of June. Yeah, yeah. So we had to be out before 4th of July weekend, but um, yeah, 28th of June. So it really depends. Um, it's, uh, yeah. So it's not getting any uh, cheaper, folks. Texas Patriot. It took me two weeks to get my first pistol. I'm clean. Yeah. Normally, after you get your first gun, your checks are a lot faster unless there's something else out there. Um, it is... It is what? Uh, I was just looking at OWI. Where's all the wildcat oil men letting brain dead Biden shut you down? Uh, I I agree. Where are they? But it, I, I mean, mean, but I, I'm glad. Honestly, I'm, but I'm they're, glad they're still there. But they're trying to do it. But, but they're they workers. They're cogs in a machine. They don't yeah. own the oil fields. They don't own the equipment. They right? got to get the license from the federal government. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just ridiculous in and out of itself. Yeah. So what so, else is going on in Davos? Because you know that's what they're really trying to yeah. take our fucking attention away from. Because God forbid we were in Davos, we heard what they were talking about, and because oh, now we were paying too much attention. You notice how Jack Posobiec's back already? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, he left pretty quick because they just figured out what he was doing. And oh yeah, they kicked him out. And you know it's like a hundred thousand dollars just to get into Davos. Yeah, and that's not even your your airfare. That's just like fees and and ticket prices it's like 30 grand for just a basic ticket and then like another 70 grand in fees to get into davos so as a vp magoo and biden yeah that's fucking hysterical yeah all right so yeah see what's going on in davos now you do it there you go thanks kamal you have started a new news organization the news movement and that my sense is, is aimed at addressing some of the issues that we're talking about here today, which is this issue of trust, this gap in belief. And we've seen, haven't we, in the last probably five years, you know, an expectation that rising levels of education would make for a more critical, a more informed, a more demanding audience, a more demanding citizenry. And instead, we seem to have gone back into Awaken mom. We are going to talk about that in one minute because I've actually got some stuff on that that I want to bring up because I've I'm I'm with you on that. I'm I'm seeing some of that shit too. The phase of propaganda, of misinformation, of disinformation, of of viral messages that bear no relation to reality. What do you think something like the news movement can do in this environment? And what do you think media more broadly can do to help bridge this gap? 
Well, look, first, thank you so much, Adrian and Professor Schwab, for inviting us along. We're a very young company, um, as you say, just been in beta at the moment for the last uh, three months. I'm moved tremendously by the stories of you four. And I think Professor Schwab nailed it when he said the decision-making um, for people uh, who make decisions, average age is 55, and the people affected, their average age is 29. And I think all of us in the media, I've been fortunate enough to have a long career at the BBC, the Telegraph, the Observer, the Guardian, and elsewhere in my career, what called traditional media uh, companies. Uh, for all of us, uh, we are aware that there has been this big shift in trust. But at the same time, we can see from conflicts in Afghanistan, Syria, the war in Ukraine, the COVID crisis, climate, the need for trusted, fact-based journalism is greater now than it has been for a long period. But there is a gap, as you say, Adrian, and we know that uh, we're because out of here, that fucker. Gap, because of we're the way the media operates and maybe who makes too many of the decisions, that younger people particularly uh, have an issue around trusting the media. And we saw from the Edelman Trust Barometer yesterday that the media, governments, business all have this issue around trust. Yeah. Because the media lies constantly. He's oh, literally talking about trust and truth in the media. Well, that went away in 2012 when Barack Obama got rid of the Smith, whatever the fuck it is, the act. act. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Uh, basically yeah. he made yeah. propaganda legal again. Yes, he did. And the media ran with it. They most certainly did. So, and, and I'll give you an example. I'll give you a great example right here about why we don't trust the media. Okay. This is from the Atlantic. Don't trust them. Um, and, and you'd think from the headline that maybe it was going our way. It says the Democrats really are that dense about climate change. The party doesn't even seem to realize that it's blowing a once-in-a-decade chance to pass meaningful climate legislation. Um, yeah, this is from Robinson Meyer, Miami Beach, Florida. On Monday night, I saw one of the most despair-inducing performances about the hope of climate action that I've witnessed in years. Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, took the stage here at the Aspen Ideas Climate Festival to discuss what congressional Democrats are doing on climate change. Her remarks were more effective as a litany of missed opportunities. Susan Goldberg, recently the Editor-in-Chief of National Geographic, now a Dean at Arizona State University, asked the Speaker point-blank whether Democrats were going to pass climate legislation, and Pelosi all but shrugged. The House has already passed a roughly... $2 trillion bill containing President Joe Biden's climate priorities, she said. Now it was in the Senate hands. If it happened to get a bill back to her, the House would pass it. Missing was any sense that this legislation is a make-or-break moment for the broader Democratic caucus. Gone was any suggestion that if Democrats fail to pass a bill this time, uh, this term, then Americans' climate commitment under the Paris Agreement will be out of reach and worse heat waves, larger wildfires, and damaging famines across the country and around the world within the next decade and a half will be all but assured. Pelosi did not seem to understand, really, why Congress needed to pass a climate law this session. She seemed to blame the fossil fuel industry for the current Congress's inaction. She repeatedly justified climate action by saying it was for the children. This became the rhetorical 
leitmotif of her remarks. Congress had to act for the children. Explaining why she wanted more women in Congress, she said that they had to learn to throw a punch for the children. That line was how she closed. Okay. Aside from the Helen Lovejoy esque nature of this appeal, it is factually wrong. Climate action was for the children in the 1990s. We're not doing this for the children, Kate Larson, an energy analyst at the Rhodium Group, told me after the event. We're doing this for us. Heat waves hot enough to cook human flesh are already happening this month. Ah, uh, yes. Awaken my mom. The Smith Munt. Thank you. That was the one. Let me repeat that sentence. Heat waves hot enough to cook human flesh are already happening this month. Tell me, what does that bring to mind? Heat waves hot enough to cook human flesh. Reflected sunlight being used as a weapon system somehow? No, no, no. Like if you go outside, the heat is just going to burn the flesh right off of your body. Oh, a nuclear winter. It just, no, like they're, they're like, I mean, they're, the climate change is so bad. The heat waves are so bad that if you go outside, you're going to die. That's literally what this is invoking. Okay. okay. Heat waves hot enough to cook human flesh are already happening this month. I, I'm with Robin you know Marie what? on this wait, one. Wait, wait, wait. They're right. No, they're right. I'll prove it to you. I got a sunburn. So what are you talking about? That, that so cook, what does that matter? That what does that have flesh? What does that have to do with the fucking price of tea in China? It, it's summertime. Exactly. You go outside, you get a sunburn. Exactly. Who gives a fuck? This is no different than any other year. Every All June, right, so I'm moving there are on heat to this. waves hot enough to cook human flesh because if you go outside, you're, you might get a sunburn in Georgia. Okay. It's how they write it. All right. That, this, that doesn't matter anymore. This is why we don't trust the media. So my effing governor, uh, Maryland governor, Larry Hogan, Republican, was at Davos. Dan Cox is running for governor. Trump endorsed Dan. Okay. Now, got some juice on this one because you got to look at this. Mm. And I, I started looking at, at some things and just started piecing a couple things together. And then I called, started asking some questions because I was like, wait a minute. Because you all know how the fucking left is playing up this whole Georgia thing and everything that took place in uh, everywhere else uh, over the last couple, the last week or so. And uh, they said, oh, it's huge loss. If you listen to Political Playbook this morning, it's a huge loss. Uh, no, she doesn't. That's the problem, Lindsay. I, I will. She I burn, She's like I burn Italian. once. I, I, have, I have some Spanish blood in me, too. So I burn once and then it turns to tan and it's good. I got I'm Spanish good. blood in me, too. What's your point? I torch every time I'm out there. Not sure. You got a nice tan last summer. Fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. Anyway. You were almost sexy. So with that, I did just a little digging. And it's really weird how many people I found went to Davos. And then all of a sudden you can't find. Um, if you, you can't find that website anymore. It's gone. Mm. The one that had all the flight numbers that were listed going into Davos. I wonder if Monkey Works covered it. I, I don't know. We, we'll have to go look. But I can't find that list of all the American politicians that were in there. Hogan was one of them. Uh, there were a bunch of people that I found in there, which I think is really fucking weird, right? A lot. Well, one of the big things I heard Political Playbook lead off with this morning when I started looking all this up, Political Playbook led off with this very, um, very, very weird story. 
almost odd to the point. And the, the story was this, they had this point about how Georgia was a straight reboot of a rebuke rebuke of Trump and his policies. And I was sitting there going, nah, there. No, I, I, I don't. Nope. The steel is in. I, I don't see For that the at third all. time, but they are trying their desperate asses right now to cover it up. Why? I think this was a test run. Yep. I think this was a test run. I think the big steel is still to come. I think there are other states that this is going to happen in. And I've already sent some text messages to some other candidates that we know are running that we've already supported and endorsed and let them know, Hey, look, just to let you know, uh, your run is probably going to get stolen from you because it already happened here. Yep. More namely, I went directly to Oklahoma because Dr. Sherwood, Dr. Sherwood, I was like, Hey bud, Yep. Watch yourself. Watch what's going on. This shit's crazy. And I'm willing to bet we're about to see the same shit happen in Oklahoma because next week, I believe, they primary uh, in Oklahoma. June 5th is when they primary in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're about to see some shit. You guys, guys, folks, everybody listening, if you're out there, fuck, please go listen, go watch, just volunteer. Go down there and fucking watch your states, your primaries, watch the ballot boxes, do all of that. Because I guarantee there's something else coming. Like a lot of you have been over here speculating on Twitch. I know not so much on the uh, over here on Pill, but on Twitch, you guys have been going, you've been beating it up. What's next? What's going to happen next week? We have more primaries coming up next week. And I think we're missing one that might be a fucking more poignant state than Georgia. They tested the steel here. They're going to run the steel wherever it is at. I'm just letting you know. Oklahoma has paper ballots and no dominion. Well, uh, great. I'm, I'm glad. If I, they have drop boxes. Hey, I, I need. John, I hope you're going to vote for freaking Dr. Sherwood. Joni. No, it's John. It's no? John in OKC. He's in Oklahoma City. Ah, John in OKC. Gotcha. My apologies. So, um, yeah, I hope you all do it. Um, please get out there. Watch your fucking um, watch it. I'm not asking you to do anything. I'm not asking you to vote more than once. I'm not asking you to do anything illegal. I'm asking you to observe the observers because there's something telling me that there's something bigger coming. I don't know what it is, but I guarantee it's got something to do with fucking more voting bullshit. Uh, okay. Lindsay, I actually, I like it. So Lindsay said, that's me. I'm one of those conspiracy theorists. There's no end. Mine just runs all day. Exhausting. I'm, I'm right there with you, girlfriend. Um, yes. Robin so, Marie. Absolutely. Yes. You take, take so pictures. All right. So CLB said, excuse me, if there's an, if I have an ignorant question, there are no ignorant questions. There isn't. Um, but what do you do in real time? If you see something suspicious, record it, videotape yep. it, and then immediately go and fill out an affidavit and bring it to your sheriff. Bring it directly to the sheriff. Yes. 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 That's what you uh, do. You bring or, it to the sheriff. Or, or the candidate, whoever, there's always a candidate that's got a lawyer. Yeah. There's always a candidate that's got a lawyer that can document it and they can preserve it as evidence yeah. and they can take it forward. I, I For instance, like V-Lin gave us the update on, on Candace. Uh, Candace this morning or earlier. Um, 
I, I reached out. I didn't get a, a message back. I was trying to get it. I wanted to bring her on tonight just to get her. Hopefully I, we'll get her on next week. I'm hoping we she's trying to work it uh, into her schedule. So that way it's taken care of, but yeah, take pictures, do what you can. Don't, don't try to forcibly obviously engage with people, but take pictures the more take video even better take fucking yeah. video because they can't fuck up a video if you can get a video i am telling you right now go ahead send it to me we will fucking share the shit out of it it will go up here i will fucking we'll play it over and over and over again i'll fucking make it part of the intro to the show and i'll be like yeah and i'll play that fucking that talking in the background from neo at the end of matrix the first matrix just because people need to fucking wake up to this shit and i i don't i mean 2000 mules had a lot to do with it but i don't know if enough people got hit by yeah, that and it's still going on um all right john and okc i will say this he said uh he shut in with lung damage and gout um Go see Dr. Sherwood because not only is he running for governor, but he and his wife have a have the Functional Medical Institute in Tulsa. They are fantastic. She's an allopathic doctor. He's a naturopathic doctor. Between the two of them, they will sit down with you and they can do genetic testing, which does not go to China. Um, it, it is safe uh, and analyzed. They can work with your diet. Um, they can really help you with both your lung damage and your gout. Uh, trust me, diet can really help with gout. I've actually helped his gout significantly with diet over the years. Well, it also helped that I can no longer feel the leg that I have a I have gout. There's some of that too. Um, but I mean, both, you'd be amazed what you can heal with diet and prayer because they treat everything. They treat the mind, the body, and the soul. Um, so the Functional Medical Institute in Tulsa and uh, at, go check out Dr. Sherwood. If you go in the show notes, uh, when I put out the audio podcast, then there's a link for Dr. Sherwood and his ebook in there too. So anyway, um, yeah, so I highly, highly recommend them. Um, but this, this, what's going on right here in Wisconsin, I think this is Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, this will, this will wake some people up. We'll I hope. We'll see. Because they're coming for your kids. Wisconsin's superintendent has now been criminally charged for forcing students to strip down to their underwear in bathrooms for strip searches. I'm not kidding you. An absolutely disgusting and pedophilia act to search for vapes, vape pens, not hardcore drugs. She has been charged with false imprisonment, authorities say. Superintendent Kelly Casper, C-A-S-P-E-R, is accused of holding at least six underage students captive in the nurse's bathroom. There, she demanded that they strip down to their underwear. District Attorney Edward Burke Jr. says the superintendent, Casper, stayed in the bathroom blocking the door while students disrobed. Burke stated that the students were not allowed to contact their parents or had any opportunity to leave the bathroom after they were confined. The only choice they were given was to leave the search conducted by police officer or Casper, Burke added. The state concludes that Kelly Casper lacked legal authority to confine the students in a small restroom located off the nurse's office located in the Suring School's public complex. The facts and surrounding circumstances lead the state to conclude that the children involved did not consent to being confined, nor did not give consent to being disrobed. 
Burke originally was hesitant to file charges as the search did not meet the requirements of the state to be a legal strip search as the students were allowed to keep their undergarments on. So because they didn't have to get completely naked, they didn't want to, they, they held off on it until parents got involved and then they charged. Long story short, this lady has now got criminal charges against her felony charges and she will no longer be a superintendent of that or any other school in the nation for the rest of her God-given life. There's actually an easier way to deal with it and it's a little less expensive. It's about a dollar 63 now. Yeah. I I have I have a couple no in my house. Shit. And um I prefer dealing this with it that just constantly reinforces our decision to homeschool and we um I gave a shout out yesterday to Later oil man. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, Good luck out there. I gave a shout out yesterday to, to our new neighbor Lisa and she was a teacher here in Richmond Hill for 30 years and she told me do not put your kids back in the school system. Even though this is supposed to be an excellent school system, she's like keep homeschooling because she's been speaking out against the school district here and this is supposed to be a good one. Seriously though. The fact that they that this woman thought it was appropriate or legal to search these kids like to that. strip search these kids like that just goes to show you how far our culture our country has devolved that's it you know our 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 10 year old asked me today and this is always a hard conversation and he doesn't remember sandy hook because he was too young um but he asked me today he said and he doesn't watch the news a lot he He'd rather not watch our show. He doesn't like to talk about politics. You know, he heard about it enough. He understands basically what's going on. He wants to be a child and he's 10. He's allowed to be a child. And we let him be a child for now because he's not going to have that opportunity for too much longer. But he said to me today, he said, why would someone, what happened in Texas? What's going on with this, this school? And so I told him, I said, this, this kid went in and, and he shot up the school. I said, do you remember, do you remember you were probably too little, but do you remember when something similar happened in Connecticut? And I sat at the kitchen table every night at dinner and cried for two weeks because it just broke my heart so much. And he didn't remember his older brother does. Um, but I said, it's, it's like that. He said, why would someone do something like that? I said, well, you know, it goes right back to abortion. And he and I have talked about abortion and he doesn't understand that either. They're babies. Why would you kill them in the womb? Um, and Robin Marie made a comment that I, I said he's almost sexy with his baby in my belly. Unfortunately, his baby is no longer in my belly, not through any choice of ours, but apparently it wasn't time yet. So um, maybe later. But uh, he said, what? I, I told our son, when you teach someone from a very young age that it's okay to murder a child before they're even born, they're not going to see that it's wrong to murder a child after they're born. There's really no difference. When you, when you teach someone at an early age not to value human life, they will never value human life. It, it, it's valuing, it's trivializing. Um, like kids in third world countries, you know, those kids are harder than fucking goddamn rocks. And they are. It's true. 
those kids in third world countries, I can tell you right now, are probably hard harder than most of you. They deal with shit and circumstances that you and I would never even garner to think about. And this whole thing is it don't get me wrong, it sucks, but George Carlin, you know, years ago, he made a joke about it. And I've always thought that maybe that one probably was pushing the edge, but then to think about it and you think about the time that he grew up in, I completely agree with him now. He said, you know, back in the day in New York, you know, if some kid came in and killed a couple kids, you know, you went right on with your arithmetic. 32 minus two is now 30. You know, it was, you just continued. And back then it was that way. But it didn't happen back then. We didn't have school shootings back no, then. No, back then they had people driving to school and your shotgun was hanging in the back Seriously. of your fucking truck. So as soon as you got out to school, you'd go hunting. Yeah. That's there were literally kids in our high school that had guns in the back of their shotguns in the back of their pickup truck. And I mean, there were a couple kids that we made fun of because like we'd be, you know, we'd be driving home and we'd see a, a squirrel on the side of the road. Remember roadkill from Newtown? Fuck yeah. <laughs> we'd be like, Hey roadkill, there's your dinner. <laughs> we made fun of that kid so hard. Um, now it'd be considered bullying. Then he'd be like, stop, pull over. That That's a fat one. Actually, now he would be considered a survival artist. A, a prepper. Yeah, yeah, a prepper. Dude, I, I, we, we need to look that guy up. He's, <laughs> he's hardcore. I wonder if he's still in Connecticut. Probably not. OG Lurker, thank you so much, sir. Appreciate uh, it. Very well received. Oh. Um, it just, I, folks, this shit is... Uh, I, you know, Carla from Culture of Life, 1972, has it right. We have lived in a culture of death for 40 years, right? When all you do is foster a culture of death. And I'm not going to blame video games, but they certainly contribute because kids shoot people online in a video game and the graphics are so realistic, they become... Well, that's what I'm Almost saying. Almost immune to That's it. what I was saying about this kid earlier because I know he plays Call of Duty. His buddy was playing Call of Duty and he like showed him the guns that he had just bought and everything else. This guy, this fucking kid had a, um, fuck yeah, I like that. Thanks for the great stream, 1 a.m. in Scotland. See you later. Hey, take care, sir. Um, fucking this guy, this kid, he had a, PS five. But people were making fun of him for, for being, being poor. poor. How was he poor? PS five is like a, it's like $700. No shit. Our kids don't have a PS five. They begged for two years for an Xbox series X. And I was like, fuck you. No, you won't get the. I always tell my kids. Like, I eventually, the new shit. I eventually I bought right it for now. him like three years later and I bought it refurbished, but Hey, <laughs> so he's talking with somebody on there and he showed him the guns. He's like, why do you have that? He's like, oh, well, you know, I got it just because he's like, you don't have to worry about that. And the kid, the kid didn't say nothing. He never reported it. <coughs> Dude, if some kid shows you a real gun and he's fucking not of right mind. I mean, I, I just, I, I wonder what some people teach their kids. I mean, my kids would come tell me about it. They'd be like, Hey dad, the, my buddy just showed me this gun. I don't know. And I'd be like, yeah, we need to go have a chat with his father. Just let him know, hey, he's like brandishing this shit online. And it's not like, Cause it's not so much brandishing it that I have an issue with. It's the fact that the fucking kid's showing it off. And then he's like, 
And then he says to him, eh, well, oh, you don't have to worry about that. And this kid fucking four, not even four years, not even a year earlier said, hey, and when I'm a senior, I'm going to go fucking shoot a bunch of fucking, yeah. you know, I'm going to go blow, In 2022. You know, shoot up school. Yeah. What the and fuck? Now, do you remember uh, a couple months back, our kid posted a picture of on Instagram of himself holding a rifle because he was at a rifle competition because he's on the rifle team at his school, right? And then very shortly thereafter, he posted a meme um, and it was like a, a cartoon kid sitting in a chair and I don't know, it, it was it was something depressing. And what happened? You got in trouble for it or something. No, no, no. The principal called me. Like PDJT, what is that? I don't know, but um, the principal called me and he was like, you know, hey, we just, we want to make sure Connor's okay. Like he, you know, he posted a picture of himself with a rifle and then he posted this, this picture, you know, and, and, you know, just check his, his state of mind. Is he depressed? Is he being bullied? They're, they're checking his social media and they're reaching out to me as a parent and our kid's fine. Like, Seriously, he comes on here every once in a while. <laughs> he was like, no, he was posting a meme. They just didn't recognize it as a meme. No. Oh. Okay. Um, because they had, and it was some freaking um, the anime meme, right? And they didn't get the reference because they don't follow Japanese anime. But the fact that they associated these two things, him posting a picture of himself with a gun and then posting a picture that seemed rather depressive, like, that's the school I want to continue to send my kid to because they obviously give a shit, right? They care about his state of mind. They care about what his state of mind could potentially mean to the other kids in a school. Yeah. And they are proactively Is reaching out threat? to me. Is there not a exactly. threat? Blah, blah, blah. You know, and I was like, so hey, you know, he when he stops talking to me, that's when I have an issue. Okay. I wish I could get him to fucking shut up. He doesn't stop talking okay, to great. me. Okay, great. I wish I could get you to do the same. Never happens. Real quick. Huey <laughs> boy, uh, this was a good comment, and I'm going to bring this up. I believe the next false flag for gun control will be at a church mall that time times that in June or July will be riot season with mass mandates again because of Davos rules um, will be applied. Not only I've I've thought that I think the big one is going to be done in a church. Okay? I agree. So a Catholic church. Yeah, I think that's where they're going. That's why I always I've always carried my gun to church because. I'm not stupid, but it, I think the same thing. I'm right there with you on that one. Um, and it's not that I didn't see it. I, I knew exactly. I saw it. I just was holding out till she stopped talking. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. God forbid. And you know what the worst punishment is, is making your kids go pick out a switch. Have I told you all the switch story? If not, we'll get into it on Monday yeah. um, or tomorrow night, maybe. Um, either way, uh, we got to get out of here though. Uh, tomorrow night, it is bring your cons bring your own conspiracy. Yeah. So B O I C. So bring it, and uh, we'll we'll do some research right here on. It is your choice, and uh, we're gonna run with whatever you guys bring. You guys bring some crazy shit. We'll bring. Well, I guess we're gonna be researching crazy shit. Um, so either way, make sure you bring your shit tomorrow night. Uh, we'll have some fun uh, and enjoy some of these because uh, there are crazy conspiracies out there. Trust me. I'm yeah. not, I'm not the only one that thinks that there's some crazy fucking shit out there that I was just like, I just looked today. Someone bring him nine 11, please. So I can do research while we're on the show. No, um, 
<laughs> I went and looked up, for instance, uh, what was the one I was looking up today? Uh, it's so funny too. Uh, somebody, uh, oh no, Robert, Robert F. Jr., uh, Kennedy Jr. being alive. Okay. So bro, let me tell you something. If you go up, there you are John some- F. Kennedy Jr. being alive because Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is alive. Yeah. Okay. John F. Kennedy Jr. Okay. I was so say. <laughs> I'm sitting there looking at some of the pages and some of them, some people are fucking dead set on that he's still alive. Holy shit. You go to the ones that are commenting underneath it. It is fucking hysterical. I almost pissed my pants. I was laughing so hard. These guys were straight up just chewing them up and spitting them out. Um, yeah. And like they were showing like it was really funny because it was a good argument. It wasn't like a bad argument. It was like the two sides were actually arguing in memes, which is funnier than shit. <laughs> but they were using actual facts like Hey, uh, well, since we haven't seen him, where is he? What, the aliens take him? And like they had like somebody being beamed up. And I it just it was hysterical. It was actually a lot of fun to look at it. I got a good giggle out of it. I was like, all right. Okay. Speaking of aliens being uh taking people, I've been watching Roswell. Like I've been binge watching Roswell, which I never watched before. Going back to like 99, 2000. So um this it's it's pretty funny. I'm I'm all about the aliens right now. They're doing the whole real thing and and the third Reich, the fourth Reich set me down that hole. So anyway, uh, Texas Patriots telling us in the chat about how uh, his dad went on the lamb and took them all to Mexico for three years when he was a kid. So, hey, hey they were dirt poor. When you're dirt poor in Mexico, you're fucking dirt poor. Uh, yeah, ask fucking Mike Lindell. No shit. He'll tell you. Um, he was face down in a gutter when he realized that he needed to start a fucking pillow company. No. <laughs> Who does that? I'm just asking, who the fuck does that? Well, when you wake up in a ditch, you must be really uncomfortable. Like, fuck, I could really could use a good pillow right now. Holy shit. And you can use one too. Go to mypillow.com slash defiant. Use promo code defiant. Save, save up, up to, to 66%. 66%. Yes, it's pretty amazing. Dude, get the pillow topper. I'm just telling you right get, now. Uh, the no, mattress I have topper. to go change out the Giza Dream sheets because the dogs uh, love them so much that they've made a huge mess of our sheets. And Annie has been thrown up, so she threw up on our bed in the middle of the night last night. It was so gross. Like 4 o'clock in the morning, I wake up with dog puke on my feet. It was so nasty. And he's sitting here going, why won't the TV remote work? And I'm like, it's fucking four o'clock in the morning. He's and like, I've got dog oh, puke I everywhere. Care. I don't care. Get the TV to fucking work. <laughs> anyway. Oh, uh, wow. All right. Well, thank you all for coming out. Yep. Uh, we're going to get out of here. Uh, have a, if we don't see you tomorrow night, have a great Memorial Day weekend. Remember, yep. it's about the ones who never came back this weekend. It's not about the ones that are still alive. We will be back Monday night, even though it for is a Memorial vacation. Day. Yep. For Memorial Day. We're going to um, play uh, Operation uh, White Elephant, which is Mickey Willis's yep. uh, short movie, short film on uh, Afghanistan. Afghanistan. So. so. And I'm, I'm sure you probably haven't seen it yet because not a lot of people have. And let me tell you, you want to. It is an amazing movie. So either way, have a good night. And uh, we're going to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. All right. Well, for the Mick. And VLAN. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for watching. served out in Afghanistan and now he's back living with me he can't afford good health care then he sees illegals get it all for free 
a dang good job in an extra beat up truck That he can drive around the farm and try to make a couple extra bucks Some want it all for free That don't sit well with me I pledge allegiance to this flag It's part of who I am I don't kneel for the anthem Never have and never will The only thing that my ancestors ever gave to me was an ass-kicking, patriotic, good mentality Some folks just don't see how damn blessed they would be if they had it Here's to the American Savage I'd like to defund welfare and deputize ten million more today You want a civil war, you about to get one Cause it's time to drop dead weight Just give me one hard worker I don't give a damn what color that he is We come from different places I just wanna know, do you have any grit? Some want it all for free That don't sit well with me I pledge allegiance to this flag It's part of who I am I don't kneel for the anthem Never have and never will The only thing that my ancestors ever gave to me Was an ass-kicking, patriotic, good mentality Some folks just don't see how damn blessed they would be If they had it It's to the Knocking outside of the gate I say let them in Lock and load and we wait If evil is knocking Outside of the gate I say let them in Lock and load and we wait I pledge allegiance To this flag It's part of who I am I don't kneel for the anthem Never will, don't give a damn the only thing that my ancestors ever gave to me Was an ass-kicking, patriotic, good mentality Some folks just don't see how damn blessed they would be If they had it Here's to the American Savage American Savage So tell me, how many times have you thought that, you know, you wanted to make clothes or buy clothes that you wanted to feel good about wearing? You know, it's really disturbing these days going shopping because there's constantly in the back of my head, is 
is this company, you know, contributing to the deep state? Is this one supporting the evil in our world? I don't know who to buy from anymore. So we went ahead because we told you a long time ago that we were going to bring only companies that we thought were patriot oriented, believe the same thing we believed, push the same values that we push. And uh, we found uh, we found a bunch. And one of the ones, our first ever sponsor was Cultural Life 1972. Cultural Life 1972 supports the culture of life, not a culture of death, folks. So uh, they are completely, um, they're against abortion and uh, they believe in the movement to get rid of abortion and uh, Roe v. Wade and everything else so that we can go back to a, a culture of life. Their money, uh, 30%, 33% of their profits go directly to the culture of life and they support um, anti-abortion foundations that have been doing this for a hot minute since 1972. And the reason that it is 1972 is because why? Because Roe v. Wade was uh, put into law in 1973, which was when the culture of death in America started. So we changed from a culture of life to a culture of death. So if you go to col1972.com, you can also sign up for her email list and you can get the naughty nice list. So uh, she'll send you a list of the companies that support the evil deep state and the ones that fight against it. And that's a, a pretty important list to have these days. And, and Carla, she's a great friend of the show. She's been helping us out from the get-go. Uh, we told her that we'd support her here because I agree with what she's doing. I believe in what she's doing. Furthermore, not only do I believe in it, but uh, we've gone as far as to buy a couple products ourselves. And uh, It's actually amazing quality. I wore the t-shirt yesterday. It's so soft and comfy. You know, sometimes you put on a t-shirt and you're like, okay, I, this might last for, you know, five or six wearings. This, this, this is going to last. I mean, this is good quality. It's made in America. Um, it ships to you and, uh, you don't have to worry about it sitting off the coast of somewhere in a ship coming from China. It's actually made here in America. So that's uh, that's another really important thing these days. So folks, again, culturealife1972.com use promo code Patriot party, and that will save you up to 10% off your order. All right. Thank you.